My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Everybody has tequila. What is this tequila called? This one is called Cazadores. And my personal trainer actually came um, and called me out on my ish in the last episode. Mm. And that is, uh, well, that was, that's coming out this week. I'm very, very scared about that one episode coming out. out. But she told me afterwards, because we actually went drinking afterwards, that her, her Mexican friend recommended this. Mm. I don't know if it's racist to think it's going to be good just because a Mexican <laughs> person recommended it. Is that normal? Is that racist? Like, we need to have a conversation about what is racist and what's not. I can definitely answer that. Yeah, well, you know what? We haven't even started the show yet. This is why we have to drink. Well, this is approved by someone who Thank knows you. their tequila. And what are we going to toast to? I have a favorite toast, but I want to hear if you guys have one that's on your heart. What do we toast to? Let's just toast to um, wonderful conversation and divine wisdom channeling through. Yes, and I the like beauty that. of what comes happens when three witches get together. Oh. <laughs> Salud, <laughs> Iwise. And this is the part where they play, play the music. Ooh, I'm so ready. Mm. 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 Oh, trying to come out. That was, how do, how do we feel about this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a big shot, Blue. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you oh, y'all really took it all to the head? Oh, oh we weren't supposed to? Because it no, was overflowing. No, whatever you wanted could happen. So, I mean, oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to be a little pussy. I was going to drink now. Oh, okay. For those of you who are hearing <laughs> these beautiful voices and my burning esophagus, um, these are the muses, right? And Adrian and Janika are known as the muses. They're amazing, amazing artists. They're amazing women. Um, they're a couple. Yes, we love that because we are very queer affirming. I think because of the first queer couple that we've had. Oh, I'll really? take it. Yeah, because, you know, the gays sometimes embarrass you for the company, and I'd be like, ooh, do we really want to put them on the show? And, Listen, I don't, the gays and couples is a conundrum. Yeah, the thing about humanizing is we want to humanize you, but in a way that you're not cringing about, right? Like, nobody wants to feel like feel like they're being exploited. Yeah. And so I've had a couple couples be like, I want to be, we want to be on your show, and I'm Agreed. like, I don't think you see you clearly. <laughs> I agree with that. I think you think this is cute. Right. But my audience is a little bit more expansive, and I'm going to get a phone call that's going to hurt your feelings. So, right. And they're going to nitpick every little. They're going to see the movements. They're going. To, they're going to be able to tell. Definitely. I think a lot. Yeah. You're right. A lot of people think that they can get away with it, and it's so obvious. Yeah, because you know why? We all live in an echo chamber. Because mm-hmm. of the algorithm, we all mm-hmm. get content that is curated for yep. our taste Based level. On your- and so, if you're a hot mess. Other hot messes are clapping for you, yes. and you have no perception of how the general public receives you. You don't, I which is why the general public needs to tell the people that's hot mess that they're a hot mess. Oh, maybe they'll stop. Wait, you think? I don't think they will though. No, nah. because you know the new thing now is instead of being accountable, is you now have imaginary haters. 
Wait, what? Oh, These days, wow. if anybody gives you any critical analysis, oh, any loving critique, anything or... that actually makes sense. Oh, wow. You know, my haters be out here. I'm just like, what are they? Everybody can't be a hater, though. If your wig was on crooked and I tell you to adjust it. That's what I'm saying. Wasn't it still on crooked? And that's love. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, thank you. I feel like compassionate critique is love and people mistake it as hateration. Absolutely, they do. Especially when you're ego-driven and you're not even open enough to have room to fix yourself or grow or yeah. you're, you're going to see everything as a dart your way. And in reality, in my in my personal experience, I've actually tried to help people and they've mm-hmm. taken it as me hating. Mm-hmm. And then they come back and always have to say, you know, I, you were right or you, you I, sh- I shouldn't have looked at it that way. Like, I just wish more people thought that way. I'm smiling at you so lovingly because I feel like I, I, I'm like a ventriloquist with my hand of a puppet because <laughs> I've given that speech so many times. Like, is this what it's like to... No, seriously, when you compassionately love people like compassion not just being like but you really care Absolutely. about them mm-hmm. and you fuck with them and you want them to win it hurts you to see them play very themselves sad. yeah it's very it's, it's painful actually it's like i'm not even judging you yeah. i just fucking know you're amazing and this ain't it you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. but they're right. like but everybody can't take it they can't take that criticism they can't take that not me i'm so open <sighs> if are. i if i if i know it's something that's going to help me in, in in my path or where i'm going oh my god please help me please, please say something tell me Please offer advice. But what do we always say? It's not what you say, it's how you say it. I always attack yeah. that saying because I feel it's not just how you say it, it's why you say it. Exactly. Because I know a lot of really tactful assholes, right? <laughs> and so it's usually a tactful asshole who's saying it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And I was like, I might have said it wrong, but you have bad intentions. <laughs> I'm a tactful asshole. <laughs> right? Yeah. So my thing is, if you have like a, an intention that is like, you're trying to come for me, can we just claim, be clear that you are coming for me? Absolutely. Whether you said it nicely Absolutely. or not. <laughs> Balls, you're gonna come for me. Have the Speak balls with I, your whole chest. I respect you more if you come with a little bit of nut hanging. You know, yo, tactful assholes are shocked when they when I give them a high five. Like, look at you being you out loud. Exactly. Look at you not lying to kick it. See, this is already showing why I'm so happy to have you guys. This is not even the show yet. This is us just like kicking it, right? Okay. Oh, I'm feeling it. I you see, you see, this, this is how our conversations. This is literally goes, how we talk to so. each other, like Which all is the why time. I to come. Oh, and then Adria. Uh, I am so, the love that is coming out of my heart right now, I'm so happy I made this a Valentine's episode because I was like, when I think about love, what couple makes me feel like something that I want is out there and still gives me hope, but not giving me hope in like the manufactured heavily curated well, that's boring as hell and it, you you'd have to choose two aquarians to not show you that because we're going to be the least from boring oh wait yes. i did i did a thingy it took six five minutes i was like how long is it going to take for the fact that just two aquarius is to come you up you know it was coming yes within the first 10 minutes <laughs> yeah, I was like, you have to know just no. so that it makes sense just so you know that it makes just sense so, just so we get a little bit of of context as to who and how we are yeah, for those of you who don't know about astrology, I'm gonna look at the camera for this part. For those who are watching on YouTube, uh, Aquariuses are aliens, and whenever I meet you guys, I always say I apologize for Earth because I know it is ghetto. Um, us mere mortals cannot keep up with you. So if you know an Aquarius, you know aliens, right? So when B- Barack Obama was like, "Yes, you know UFOs do exist," everybody was shocked, but the three of us, right? right. And I'm just weird from what all my guy friends tell me. So when you have three atypical—that's the nice word for weird—three atypical people together, there's a kinship that naturally happens because you're like, "Oh, Facts. she gave herself permission too." Right. Like, look at you. And I love people like that. I just wish more people would be more like that. And then I wouldn't dislike people as a whole. Oh, (laughs) you know what? This is why we should. I just wish more people were more authentic. That's a very. You want to win over an Aquarius? Be yourself. Especially yeah. for her. If you are not yourself, please. She not I love the ugly. I love the gutter. Yes. I love the whatever you're trying to hide. Mm-hmm. Please don't. And I think it's like that because you Ugh. see through it. 
and so when you easily. see through it, it's, it's just boring. like it's less insulting when they show you what's there yeah. rather than pretending which, that you're not seeing what you see. Yeah. Right. And it's so funny. You in particular give me hope because you're so super direct. Mm-hmm. I find so much peace in that that somebody like can level on that and not diminish it, but also like almost clap for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't ever like look down on her for being the way that she is, and you're just as much with the shits, but you're the nicer version, like front presenting. Mm-hmm. My partners tend to be like that. Like they will both be with the shits, but I'm the one getting the bullets. I'm like, wait a minute, she, she or he? You I'm know, they both like that's the mean one. Like, I, what okay. do you mean? It's okay, y'all have like, no idea. Y'all be like, how, by the smile. Y'all are always <laughs> nice to the mean one, and then the one taking the bullets. It's like, wait a minute. Did y'all yeah, hear what we said in the car? To, I've had to calm her down. Me. Like, no, babe, we cannot take it there. Relax. Bring it down. Yeah, we can like, die today. She do, she's like, babe, you cannot say that. Do not tell her that. Please don't. I'm like, man, it is what it is. I but mean, not, people who are do. perceived as nicer, y'all can get away with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I time. cough funny, you got a problem, Blue? What, what happened? Like, I didn't do anything. People almost perceive combat with us because we're more obvious with yeah. it. Yeah. So before we get started with the hot topics, how was your weekend? I need to What's today? Today, today, today the day that the day that this is being recorded is a, a week before the day it's going to come out. This is a okay. Valentine's episode. Okay. Today is what is it? President's Day. What y'all so celebrating? Day. Okay, it's just the Monday. I don't. I don't really. Be I caring. didn't even know it was a holiday. But yeah. I will say <laughs> that this weekend was intense. Really, what happened? My sister moved. We she moved in with us. Um, she's oh. my youngest baby sister. Graduated um from college in Florida. She got her master's, so she moved in. And so we're just kind of getting settled in with that. And then, so it's kind of been kind of busy, but not really yeah, definitely chilling. Busy. We went to the beach yesterday. Oh, yeah. I love that. A lot of projects. Yeah. There's so much in that sentence. Like you said, yay, a member of my family, flex, 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 did amazing <laughs> things, flex. And then we like spent some time together and worked on our highly lucrative projects and went to the beach <laughs> as a loving couple that likes each other. Like I need y'all to understand what happened in that sentence. <laughs> Do you see how I hear like each other? <laughs> that part. Yeah. Because no. there's a lot of couples out here who are only stuck with each other because yes. they don't want to break up and have to yes. release a statement to the public that they can't stand each other. Yes. Exactly. Or so that rent couples, due. Yeah. It's a business arrangement. Yes, Absolutely. Because you don't like each other. No matter how much you try and to put up a facade that you're here. in this happy relationship. You're not. You hate each other. Exactly. Damn. Stop yeah, it. No, we right. She experience. is the mean one. She did a whole read while <laughs> you and I were, you. Were, were looking at each I'm other. I'm trying to tell you. Did y'all hear that? Okay, for those who are listening, play that back. She did a whole read <laughs> while Adrian and I were like lovingly looking into each other. That's how it <laughs> But comes. it's true. That's how they be. Yeah. And we see right through it. It's, it's just so like, and you wonder why we don't want to hang with you. Yeah. Oh my God, can we double date? And you're like, no. No. We are not is not going to work yes because what usually happens in our we've been together for 10 years we've been married for eight. Oh my god can we can everybody in the studio just clap for that we're in los angeles you're not going to hear that on any nope. of the shows and that's <laughs> listen that's how we learned that we were different yeah <laughs> when we moved here because it was like couples would want to double date and we would be like cool let's double date let's do a thing and then it's always happens to where 99% of the time with that couple will only like one of them. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Same with me. Yes. And the other one is just a, a hard no. Get on my nerves. Can't stand you. Who do you think you are? How dare you? And I, I hate to say it, but for me, whenever it's either a straight couple or a, a queer couple, it's usually the, the more masculine presenting one for me. That mm. I'll get like the, like the, it's almost like the, the guy or the more masculine one will feel more comfortable talking to me like, oh, I'm not allowed to talk about my feelings. Let's do that. And then the feminine one will see that as a threat. And so oh. that always, because she has created this, this Stockholm syndrome yeah. where she's the only safe space for, yeah, for, for, him. for him or her, uh-huh. you, yeah. you know what I mean? and Or them. And then yeah. I'm just like, sis, you should want your partner to have more than you. You definitely yeah. should because... Set him free, Lord. <laughs> she said, ill. I 
<laughs> well, Adrian, I don't say ill to people's faces. I have no. I'd I, 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 I be thinking it though. I'd be like, oh, so you are in captivity? Yeah, you're a victim. Yeah, and now I'm now now I'm judging the relationship because one person has just shown me a very toxic dynamic. That you Absolutely, that's your point. And it's so hard to unsee, and it's just like, oh, I want to free you, friend. Right, like you're so much better. Right, like come out of this. I see what you can be outside of that. And if you can see it, then you'll be free. But you are great when it comes to feminine energy because I feel like a lot of times when Adrienne's getting all this stuff at her, Mm. I always watch to see how the feminine presenting partner, we're using this language to be more inclusive, right? Mm Because we're having a quick up. I I want want everybody. I, I always watch to see how they present themselves because it tells you so much, not only about the relationship, but mm-hmm. also about how, she, how, how safe she feels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If she doesn't feel safe, she's going to be protective in a way that is harboring on like a helicopter mom. Mm-hmm. If she does feel safe, you almost forget they're a couple because it's just two friends who you're having fun with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's like with you guys, I sometimes forget you're a couple, even though you're very loving towards each other because you're individuals, but you also kind of mesh into each other really, really well. Oh, yeah. I don't I feel like you're watching like, ooh, What's she doing? She better not go be gone for more than two minutes. Like, I've never gotten that from you guys. Ew. You know? Who the hell? I would have been broke up with her. If I had to feel that Damn way. <laughs> okay, look at oh, my God. Ew. I don't have time for that. Yeah. If I can't trust you, yeah. you're not getting a ring. Yeah. Ew. You're getting fucked, and that's it. And you're going to... That's it. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about that, though? Do you sometimes feel like like women will give you, particularly when it comes to the celesbians? Mm-hmm. Let's call a thing a thing for those who yeah. don't know. Celesbians are just shiny gays. <laughs> In the Los Angeles metropolitan area, <laughs> who are well known, do you sometimes feel like people are waiting for you to be funny, or they act funny to test you? Like, do you ever get that at all? Absolutely, people try to test. Adrian, your whole face re- dropped. What's going on? I'll let her <laughs> okay, people go. try to test our relationships all the time, or test us individually. And what they don't know is, I'm a very loyal person. Like, Aww. I'm loyal through and through, and I know the goal that I have in my relationship. So. And I also know the kind of person Adrian is. So no matter what they think they're trying to split up our dynamic or play us, we see straight through it. So it, it doesn't bother me at all. Oh, my God. We, uh, we know pronouns matter. But for me, the pronoun that's touching me the most right now is we. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Because usually when I ask that question of a couple, well, they know that I fucked them up. Like, it's, all, it's a bunch of I and then, like, violence afterwards. And yeah, I, I mean, no. that's. I just think if you don't have trust in your person... That's just a whole nother realm of issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who has time for that? Who has yeah. time for that? I don't have time for that. Yeah. Well, this actually brings me to uh, our first hot topic, because you guys know we're going to do hot topics. And mm-hmm. don't worry, if you haven't been watching the news, I'm yeah. going to keep you abreast. Okay. Um, we were talking about relationships and trusting, and somebody once told me some really interesting advice. They said, never break up with someone who you couldn't have, no, never date somebody who you couldn't have a healthy breakup with. Which means, if someone really loves you, Knowing that if they lost you, they would still do right by you. That's the only person you should be dating to begin with. But if you're dating someone who you know that if something were to God forbid happen and you broke up and they would completely destroy your life, that's also not a safe partner. Now, my question to that statement is, and I had some mixed feelings about that being the tourist that I am. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, tourists are known for being possessive. Yeah. So I was like, no, I'm fucking bitch up, but I love you. Like, I had a moment. I was like, mm, I'm not sure I agree with that. But how do y'all feel about that statement? And I asked that statement because the first I, talk, I want to talk about is what's happening with Ye and Kim, right? We're mm-hmm. watching this huge divorce happen. There's children involved, X, Y, and Z. He's fighting for his narrative. Her publicists are fighting for their stock portfolios. Whatever's happening. And I'm seeing the breakup, and to me, all I'm thinking about is children. Mm-hmm. Like, all, like even when we went to the the Black Brunch yesterday, the most impressive part for me wasn't being like, "Oh, I'm around Kanye West." It was when his kids came in. Mm-hmm. I almost wept. I was like, "Those beautiful babies." Well, mm-hmm. I have a story for you. 
Yeah. I, but so, I want to hear the question first. So the question is, do you agree that knowing your partner would fuck shit up if y'all break up is a red flag that you should not be with them? On surface level, yes. Okay. But there are situations, and it does tie into the Kanye divorce. Right. There are... Maybe I should have said that. There are certain situations where you don't actually see what a person's capable of until you're broken up with them. Oh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if I want to say this or not. It's called humanized. We all humans here. <laughs> well, you know, I've I've been married before. I have two oh, daughters. Oh, got it. Yeah. I have two daughters. Um, They're both grown. 21 this year and 18 this year. And That's beautiful. Well, I had them very young. I was very naive. It's a long story. Um, but their father and I were married very young, um, 19, very young. Oh, you were babies in the church. Oh, you were embryos. Yeah. The, we both grew up together in the church. In the church. They hold you back a little bit. Oh, oh my yeah. Lord. And, they, and they told us basically, you know, you're not a woman unless you can have children be fruitful and multiply and find a man of God and all this thing. So I was very, I'm a preacher's kid. So I was very brainwashed into what my life needed to be. Yeah. At way too early of an age and so because of that and i came out and he knew who i was and he was he knew i was a gay woman fighting it and trying to get into heaven were so, you almost the ex-gay were you were you teetering on that line of the ex-gay movement or absolutely not i okay. was in the i'm not even gay we're not even going to oh, talk about okay. it got it You're, That's different. my 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 ex-husband was the first person that knew i came out i came out to him oh wow before we got married oh, i mean we wow. both we both entrusted each other in some secrets so keep your hands clean bruh because she knows the that's, secrets. it's mm-hmm. on video mm-hmm. um so when we got divorced it was a messy divorce and it was very similar to what's happening to what's here. happening because children were involved ah oh, that makes sense because when i came out and it's like oh i'm not going to hell fuck you and everything that you bring i'm going to be who i am and mm-hmm. this is the woman i'm going to be and this is the mother i'm going to be he made life as much hell for me as he possibly could and stated, I'm going to make life hell for you. Oh my God. And how did you show up? Cause that's like a, that's a challenge. Like I'm about to, Oh, it was up. a, it was until we, I met her. Mm-hmm. It was a, it, it was, was years, a years battle, years, years, yeah. dirty, oh. dirty court battle. Dirty, dirty, dirty. See, here's the thing. There's two different kinds of fighting, right? There's someone who is fighting for what's right. And there's someone who's creating menace and malice. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why I had a bad reaction, even though I understand to your point, like, the top of that statement makes good. Like if somebody has integrity, yeah, now they'll have integrity when you break for up. Sure. I'm going to always have integrity. But me having integrity when you have me fucked up, mm-hmm. it's going to look this like is, violence it's a to different. a complete stranger. Yeah, it's a little right? different. So, so mm-hmm. when, a, when a husband loses his wife for whatever reason, it might look different. But if a husband loses his wife because she's gay. Right. And and the church knows, and this is, you know, this is who's raising your daughters. And Kim's example, mm-hmm. Kim is a sex appeal type of, like, mother. And so, yeah. so you can't say you know the mother of your child while you're together. Yeah. And now that you're no longer together, it's an issue of how she mothers her children. In Kim's situation, she can have her daughter online if she wants to. She can, she can do whatever she wants to do. You yeah. chose to procreate with that woman. Mm-hmm. You know what this makes me think of? Value systems. Yeah. Because a lot of times, and I'm not going to come for anybody's neck, a lot of times y'all pick people because they had a good BBL yeah. or they smell good or yeah. th- they got the WAP or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or for some of y'all, they got good credit and they could, you know, buy buy stuff that's not under their kids' names. Yeah. I'm not coming for y'all, but I am. Thank and you. so you have all these superficial reasons for loving somebody. 
And then because of that, you never check value systems. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then when you break up, suddenly your value systems are the most important Part thing in the world. Because especially yeah. with social media, it has to be broadcasted. You can't look like the bad parent. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's going to get nasty. Mm-hmm. Divorce, especially with children, is going to... I've, I got friends going through it now oh. with kids. And they have, like, celebrity big fathers. Yes, I, I, yes, I'll say less. I too, and it's di- it's different when you know somebody who who's going through a, a breakup with somebody who has power, power and, and money, and money, and also like visibility. Yes, yeah. I'm saying it's 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 social media is like they're gonna make sure by even to your detriment that they look good and that they don't look like they're the because it's an image thing now. Yep. You guys, you guys know a lot about your. Do you know what your Mars signs are? Mm-hmm. What's your Mars sign? Aquarius. Lord, you're the most Aquarius. I'm Aquarius person. through and through. Lord, what's your Mars sign? I don't know my Mars sign. My Mars but sign I got is my chart you do. I'm, I'm sure it's, there's a, it's a Capricorn. <laughs> oh, that's real I'm grown. Heavy Earth. Okay, yeah, you're more Earth than me. And I'm a Taurus. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a lot. My Mars is in Leo. So for those who don't know, Mars is like how you get angry and also how you fuck. I always say that. Like it's how you get sexually aroused <laughs> and how you beat a bitch's ass, right? And because my Mars sign is in Leo. I kind of, ha- and I also have a Gemini rising. I got a little bit of yay problems in that, like, don't, oh, yeah. don't fuck with my narrative. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't care if you don't like me. Say you don't like me. Yeah. But don't distort, like, reality on yes. me. Yeah. I get big mad. Like, literally, you could call me a bitch. I'd be like, yeah, maybe I'm a bitch. Maybe I was But don't here. lie on me, right. though. But don't, but let's put the facts I out I will there. fight you if you lie on me. Yeah. Let the facts drag me, bitch. Like, don't, Please, come, don't make shit up. I'm not embarrassed that I was a bitch. Right. But just tell the truth. Yeah, don't, right. don't. Tell so why I was a bitch. I think right. a part of me is like, in a relationship, if I was to break up with somebody, as long as they they kept it a buck, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, same. Tell them like I kick the table from underneath you because same. you have me fucked up. But same. don't don't make up stuff. Like I didn't take you to the hospital afterwards. <laughs> By the way, I, I'm not violent, guys. I'm just giving a metaphoric <laughs> example. So we both agree that. Well, I, do you agree as well? I want to make sure. Do you agree with that statement? How do you feel about that statement? I mean, don't judge me based off of how I act outside of a breakup because. I oh, mean... that felt like a threat. Okay, forget <laughs> for those who are watching. Adrian answered very impassionedly. Janika looked over at Adrian like, look. <laughs> a warning <laughs> yes because if i'm in a relationship well depending on the relationship but if i'm in a relationship and i give my all best believe if i feel like i've given all of me right and you were just gonna part and you're gonna act a certain way oh you're gonna right. see the wrath of who i am yeah she's scarier than you're us. not even gonna recognize oh, yeah, no, who yeah, i am yeah. you're gonna I, like, that is not the person i was in a relationship with 10 years, well, eight years ten years together yeah. and the few times that I've seen her mad, it wasn't with me. It was someone who messed with me. Oh. Oh, you like me then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I was. You look scared now, Adrian. <laughs> we, we got shit to lose. You cannot do this. You cannot fucking set these people out so far. So you're the sniper in the room. Yes. I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I like snipers. I see. Here's the thing I'm realizing. I'm going to manifest this actively with you guys. The beauty of having three witches together is that I feel like we have the power through like charmed or something. Mm-hmm. Like somebody needs to put, make a show to that. Like seriously. <laughs> and so like, I'm going to manifest that at some point I'm going to have a part, some point soon because I'm getting older and I'm not saying I'm getting too old, but I'm tired. Yeah. Mm, I get that. Being tired is very different than feeling old. I don't feel old. I'm just like, can I sit somewhere I get and that. like do that with right, somebody else? Yeah. I'm going to manifest a partner who is deserving of me inviting you guys on a double date and knowing they will not embarrass me. Let's go. I'm with it. That, that second part is important. I'm down for I'm that. I'm with it. I've had a couple of exes that I would never bring around y'all out of respect. 
or you know bring them around us mm-hmm. and 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 then when they're gone we can tell you the real tea oh shit okay that's mm-hmm. true that's actually true yeah, yeah we've definitely done that yeah are I, you I, the first to keep it real with the partners you want to know i'm going to keep it real with you if i like you if I like oh. y'all as individuals, I'll tell the person who I like. If I don't care for neither one of y'all, y'all go and be married. And I won't even say anything <laughs> unless they ask. Yeah. If you ask, I might even lie. She said, go be married. If I don't like y'all, I don't care. You with your polished shit boyfriend. You go, y'all go have some fun. Because okay. okay. we know it's not. We'll get in the car and be like, that is three months. What's your, what's your take? Six? Oh, okay. all Who's the usually time. right? Be honest. Me. And who's usually has the most more conservative, like lower numbers? Are usually you that that picks the more pessimistic answer? Or I'm it, definitely yes. more pessimistic. Yeah. So you be like Realistic. voting for love, and you yeah, vote against it, and you keep I'm like, well, you know. And she'd be like, no, they oh. no. You know who I I wish I'd done that with someone. Um, anybody who knew Gina Jackson when she was dating Jermaine, Jermaine Dupri. Uh, um, that's the segue to the next hot I'm topic. So sad for her. The next hot topic is the Gina Doc- Jackson documentary. Yes. Uh, and I have my notes here that say, Janet Jackson, let's talk about women who show too much damn grace. Facts. Did y'all see the documentary? It made me yes. angry. Oh, it I made me too. violent. Okay, I wasn't alone. <laughs> it sat with me for 72 hours, like 72 full hours. Because black women, what the hell? Y'all don't deserve a, okay, let me breathe. What the hell, who, man? Who cheats on Janet Jackson? Let me just say, I love the black community as a whole, men, women, non-binary, and every Same. shade in between. However, <laughs> feminine black energy is probably the most nurturing thing on the planet because it is the source of all life. Mm-hmm. Scientifically speaking, Google your mama because I didn't make that up, right? Eat DNA. Right. So because it is like the, the source of, of nurturing, when we misdirect it at the wrong person, Adrian <laughs> looks so bad. Listen, I'm... Oh. <sighs> It just made me angry because... Y'all want more tequila? I feel like yeah, you need to drink I on do. this one. I want another yeah, shot. Yeah, you can pour because I, I pour heavy. Oh, gotcha. I went to bartender school. I got kicked out. They were oh, like... come on, bartender. They were like, no, you're going to get fired immediately because you pour too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tip heavy when, when we get a heavy bartender. I got bartender. so much trouble at bartending. They were like, where's the rest of the bottle? I was like, I made two drinks. They're like, that was for six Thank drinks. Yeah, let's discuss Jermaine Dupree and why I wanted to slap the smile on his face when he was talking about cheese. Mm, didn't he think it was funny? I wanted to slap him. All, these years, know, all these years, all these years later. Yeah, you, well, you, well, the thing about dating Jim Jackson is imagine yeah, it, it, brings on, it brings on other women, all the other bitches, and I have to be a man. No, that's not what manhood. I I, I believe in, in men too much to say that that's, that's definitely not man. Mm-hmm. You got Janet Jackson. Shut up. I mean, but maybe you know. Clearly, he never got the attention that he got until he got with Jen Jackson. So they probably was like, oh, well, despite the fact. We used to think you ugly, but you got Janet. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, you pulled Janet. Okay, then. I just <sighs> felt bad for her because I really want her to be happy. She's. I feel like she's gotten the sharp end of the stick her whole career mm-hmm. when it comes to men just throughout her life and her yeah. from her father to her management to her to Justin Timberlake to just oh, different God. men in her life who yeah. have been messing with her and i honestly i just want to see her happy and she, and the only time that she really seemed happy was the brief second she talked about her son don't get me started on that i was heavily triggered yeah when that man the the white guy with the luxurious hair i don't know what his name but he looked like fabio's granddaddy when he came on and said well the love of her life ended up being her son I said, fuck you very much, sir. No, because I makes it issues. so tired <laughs> of you guys acting like black matriarchs have to settle 
for love that they've birthed and raised and nothing else. Agreed. We get to be soft and supple as much as everybody else. Mm-hmm. My fucking son is not the same thing as a partner. It's never, it's, no. he's never going to be the same. And I'm glad that you differentiated between the two. I'm so angry when they try to conflate like romantic love with like nurturing Mothering maternal love. love yeah. mm-hmm. Because we're not good enough to be loved up on, on and fucked like everybody else. No, and, and, and that all leads back to slavery because, yeah. because what was the black mother? Yeah. There was a little t- baby sucking on our teeth that didn't belong to us. That's my point. Oh, that makes me so mad. You know what I will say, though? What do y'all think about her um, uh, directive for us to forgive Justin? That's between her and him. I ain't got to do that part. Because... That's between her and him because he, it was one too many. Yeah. He did the same thing with Brittany. He did. He 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 throws a stone, hides his hand, and just kind of hides in the back. And like mm-hmm. you know, with the whole blonde hair, blue eye trope bullshit. I don't know. He should have stood there. It never made sense to me. Yeah, the Super Bowl thing. It never made sense to me. I don't care that she was older. Mm-hmm. I don't care that it was her breast. She did not take her hand and rip her own exactly right bra off. Mm-hmm. He did that, whether it was performative, an accident, on purpose or not. He was the puller. Yeah, and in my opinion, he's the one who exposed. He's the her. one who yes. exposed her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's the one that did it. And for her to even have to say anything or do, ha- handle the brunt of any bad publicity for all these years is sad because she didn't even do it. I yeah. I would get I would get it if she did it by accident. And right. She was dancing, but. He did it. Yeah, and nothing but happened because, to him. But because, but I guarantee you, if it was Britney Spears mm-hmm. that was accidentally exposed by Justin oh, they Timberlake, dragged Justin. they would have yeah. dragged Justin Timberlake, yes. not the not the brown skinned black one. Well, you know yeah. about what we say about how white womanhood is the pearl of white supremacy, and that's historically well, that's what I'm speaking. saying. So yeah. it's like Britney would have been protected just historically for that reason because of the, because of the mm-hmm. white savior woman trope. But at the same time, I hate that shit. because she was a, a black woman and a black superstar, it could have been Beyonce, it could have been any Sierra, it could have been anyone. They're never going to blame anyone other than and, the person that was exposed. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy too, as a, as a resident token, like I'm always tokenized like as the one black friend, it just shows that no matter how much you're considered the exception to a white supremacist rule, when it's time to check you, yeah. they will waste no time checking no time. you. No matter how far you've gotten, mm-hmm. no matter what your stature is. Yep. Yep. And even if you got an EGOT, Y'all know where I'm going please, with this one. Please. Y'all like these segues? Yeah. You see how they just I see what you're doing there. there. I see what you're doing. <laughs> Whoopi motherfucking Goldberg. Yeah. I might start calling her Karen again because I'm mad. My mama named Karen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> For real. There needs to be a play for, for little black girls whose mamas are named Karen. Named Karen. That <laughs> <laughs> your mama is. Yeah, I've had the thing I will say is that I've had so many of my Jewish friends and my black friends in my DMs, and we've had some amazing conversations, and they're all respectful. Yeah. So I think one of the things that I want to model is you can have a a very righteous indignation, disagree left and right, Right. and still not dehumanize people. The show's called Humanized for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that every single one of them got real quiet on because they thought it was their gotcha, and I kept going, so you ain't got Mm. shit, Mm -hmm. is the fact that in the 1930s, when they were making up crude ways to be hateful Mm -hmm. they were misidentifying themselves as the aryan race Mm -hmm. which actually aryan race what you said misidentified you get it so a bunch of hateful dummies misidentified themselves Mm -hmm. and then after about a hundred years of black academics actually being able to come to the table and have real conversation about what race and oppression really looks like in its many facets when we were finally able to speak about our own pain, then it was realized that there's actually a difference between race and ethnicity. Yep. And that ethnic cleansing and racism are both ugly but cannot be conflated. Yeah. For you 
to say that we have to stick to the rigid words that were used by a bunch of idiots in the 30s and not acknowledge race as it is now more fully understood because you've allowed us to talk mm-hmm. and, and have a say in it is actually racist to me. Mm-hmm. It's racist that a hundred years of growth that involves us has to be ignored in order to call something racism that isn't. It's mm-hmm. ethnic cleansing, mm-hmm. it's bigotry, mm-hmm. it's ugly, mm-hmm. but it's factually not racism. And you fighting for the right to ignore and a racist for a hundred years exactly. just to talk about your own pain is a privilege. Well, Go ahead. I study this kind of stuff. Hit it. Oh, I can't as, wait. As a member of an ex-member of the church and double preacher's kid, I was kind of forced from my own sanity. Oh, I love this. To study not only my religion, because I didn't want to go to hell and being married to the love of my life. So I'm going to go in depth. When I finished that one, I wanted to go more in depth in all religions, or all, at least all the major ones. Mm-hmm. Judaism, Islam, um, Yoruba, Yoruba all, all different kinds of things. And in my opinion, I, I love studying history. Yes. As an adult. It's so fun, guys. Because if you don't, you're going to be subjected to repeating the same thing. Mm -hmm. Nothing's new under the sun. If you don't know what happened before, you'll be subjected to to fall victim to it now. When it comes to, like, what you were saying, and I'm agreeing totally with you, like, we have to first describe and and define what race actually means. Mm -hmm. To be racist, you have to be able to have a system of oppression a system you have to be able to own this system of oppression i can be discriminative mm-hmm. but i can't physically by definition of the word racism i cannot be racist yeah, as you... a black woman i cannot i don't own any systems of i can't oppress a group of people with court and 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 jail and school education and keep people out of different housing areas and and college and education and and the prison pipeline prison exactly mm-hmm. i i can't control that neither can anyone that i can name because yeah. it's all owned by a certain group of people so by by definition you cannot call anyone racist if they are not in this state of being where they can own a system yep. to be able to oppress anyone so let's stop that shit right there yeah the second thing is Race is just that. Let's let's make race what it who I've seen a TikTok um joke where they were like all these people have this culture but the the joke the running joke was that um the Euro- Europeans in America don't really have a culture oh, that they can go back on. Okay. And so they were and then this one uh white guy, he was really funny. He goes, "Actually, you're wrong. We do have a culture. We created racism." And in reality, it's oh, true. Shit. That is so you can't be mad a at questionable the, flex, but it's not historically inaccurate. Right. Okay. You can't be mad at the people who want to keep a definition of the word they created. Ah, uh, yeah. You can't be mad at the people who created a, a concept they created. Mm-hmm. There was no concept of whiteness. Yeah. More than a few hundred years ago, because even even as a white person, an Italian person couldn't come up and, and consider themselves white. Benjamin Franklin, forget, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It could have been someone else, but I want to say Benjamin Franklin said basically in one of his um, writings that he was describing who was white mm-hmm. and who was not. And there were a whole bunch of white people that would consider themselves white adjacent today or white that was not considered white by his standards. Absolutely. So it has been changing throughout the years. And to, if we want to talk about the Jews, because I've studied the Holocaust too, 
And I personally have met Holocaust survivors. Same. I have Jewish one. friends. Yeah. So like, this is not an anti-Semitic conversation. Definitely never. This is the, this is the honest conversation from Black people who do not dislike Jewish people who want to be honest Absolutely about how not. we're different from Absolutely. each other. Absolutely. Because if you don't pay attention to what happened in the Holocaust, it can happen to you again. Donald Every, Trump tried to make it come Absolutely. Back. <laughs> and when I say you, I don't mean Black people. Right. I mean the other white people who's under the umbrella of whiteness. Yeah. You don't. If if it's if it's capable of happening happening before, it's it's capable of happening in the future. So we should all be paying attention to. What was done? Did you know that the Nazis actually took notes from America, slavery, to in order to torture? Doesn't surprise me at all. The Jews? They let me tell no, you something. It's documented. About- they actually took notes on how the South treated slaves on how to talk kill the Jews. That's documented. Let's talk about the that. The Nazis needed to learn how to do it. They learned from racists in America. This is a commercial. Daddy, I learned it from you. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, what I love about this conversation is that a lot of times people mistake anecdotal pain yeah. with systemic oppression. Absolutely. So if you are a, a white person who can tell me a story about how you moved to an urban neighborhood and got yeah. called honky or discriminated against anecdotally by every black person in your neighborhood... That was a couple black people discriminating against you in a neighborhood. Right. I'm being systemically oppressed by the whole world. Absolutely. They are not the fucking same. By the state mm-hmm. system. You can leave the, the neighborhood. Right. I can't leave you my can. black You can go somewhere else. You can. You, can, you literally okay. have options. I don't. You can yes. literally go to the bank right now. Same peoples, white and black. Same age, same income, same job history, same whatever. They will get approved for the home loan. You will not. Yeah. But you're expected to go get at 10% to Jesus Christ on Sunday. Mm. And he's required to... And the preachers are required to go ahead and deposit that money in the bank. Guess who's going to get the approval for the loans? Not the black, not the black and brown people in the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they, when they, when they give the money to the preachers, they go deposit the money in the bank. The bank is approving Joshua and Johnny and Christina. Somebody mm-hmm. right now is watching this and they're saying, um, and I think there's a little bit of noise. Upstairs. You guys can block that out, right? Cause you guys block, blocked it out last time. Last time you guys blocked it, you were able to block it out. I'm talking to the producers real quick, guys. We're, we're, we have people upstairs who apparently are moving all their furniture during this table. <laughs> if you don't hear it, just imagine there's a phantom that's happening. I, you know, I worked at the Grill for several years. Um, and one of the th- stories that I, ha- I had to work on was about a couple that literally had an appraiser come to their home. Mm-hmm. Got one price. This happened in real life yep, a year know. ago. I work for Chase Mortgages, so, oh, so I you know. know no. So I for know. those of you, I mean, I'm saying this for those in particular who are saying that we're making this up. Yeah. They literally took away all identifiers in their homes. Everything they black, they black. And they had their white friend come in and it went up like 100K. It's true. Mm-hmm. So I need you people to know that we're not talking about the past. We're talking about the present. And when people, I had somebody, a black man actually, and he's a, he's a wonderful actor. And if he's watching this, I want to thank you for your bravery in talking to me because you could have been scared, but you chose chose to talk to me he was caping very hard for us to call what happened racism to, to the jewish community instead of just calling anti-semitism i think anti-semitism is a great scared me as a child. That? he was fighting for the ability to not call it anti-semitism but to just call it racism what will said no yeah he the, it was a black actor and he told me he came in my dms he was like i think what whoopi said was wrong because what the jews went through was racism and if we don't call it racism then we, we won't be honoring how horrific it was but isn't jewish this is just me asking a question mm-hmm. isn't the isn't being a Jew religion? It's an ethnicity. It's an ethnicity, yeah. It's, it's a whole culture. 
Because they're, they are... Because isn't there black Jews? Yeah, this is why I always say ethnicity is not the same thing as race, right? So right. when you have an ethnicity, it's a whole culture, which means, number one, when I say ethnicity, it's actually me being expansive, more expensive than religion, right? Because if you are a non-practicing Jewish person and you were culturally raised Jewish, I want to make right. sure my language makes room for you too. So, exactly. so the fact that y'all yeah. came for me when I was making extra room for y'all got yeah, me very upset. Yeah. So by me calling an ethnicity, I'm saying you are culturally Jewish where you're Ashkenazi or anything else. Yeah. You're culturally Jewish, so you're culturally and your religion and your food and your baba and your your whatever else you do i'm gonna make room for all of it to be acknowledged as an ethnicity you have to i'm giving you a cultural identity and letting you know that culture is still not race though no it's but not i'm, I'm afro latina i'm still black yeah my race is black right yeah. i eat arroz con pollo but i'm a nigga you can't have a monopoly <laughs> on racism but you know that, you can't the whole point of racism is the fact that you can you well Certain people can't have a monopoly on racism. No, you can't have a monopoly on it. Yeah. It's it's really crazy when it, I, somebody sent me a video and the video was of a scholar allegedly explaining why being Jewish was race, was racism. Um, what, what happened with the Nazis and Amy Schumer was underneath it saying, yeah. And I was like the funniness of a millionaire blonde woman championing in the comment section, the ability to call herself someone who, who has a history of racism that her family has dealt with is exactly the point of why it's dangerous to conflate them. And also to add to you, when Amy Schumer, Amy Schumer wants to it, say that there's racist. When, when, when the United States government Oof. went in and helped, I think it was world war two. I can't I always get confused, but they actually hit a lot of those Nazi scientists. Mm. And you can't say that that was racism if they weren't able to be hidden amongst the white population in America. Because people who deal with racism can't hide. Hide, yes. Mm. People, people, people like me, I can't hide. I can't. I can be a black Jew. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's an ethnicity because that you I can, can join. Yes, but I can't hide my blackness. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you can't. We can't. We can't conflate the two. It's when you, whenever you conflate anti-Semitism with racism, you give black people an opportunity to be further um, oppressed by folks who are standing next to them, even though they know they stand Agreed. above them. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And that is hurtful to my community. And you shouldn't have to hurt my community in order to talk about the egregious things that's happened to your community. Well, you know, the difference really lies with the um, defamation league. Yeah. So black people need to get a definite defamation league because defamation league don't play when yeah. it comes to anti-Semitism. <laughs> anti no, they don't play. They don't play. So maybe we just need to, I want a Jewish Take organization to bring it to the table so I can talk about how how we can champion what y'all going through without shitting on us. Come on. Because I would love that. Because it's been a huge educational point for me moving here mm. from Florida. I moved here and I noticed, I, I probably, I'm going to regret talking about this. You're not going to talk about anything. Regret. It's a safe space. Um, You just have to be really careful. Oh, about yeah. <laughs> You're not careful because careful speaks of fear. You're mindful. Well, I'm mindful. You're mindful, yes. yes. Okay, so when I moved here and we, we made very strong observations like oh okay so this is the jewish community mm -hmm. then i started to learn that you know um the jewish community really how they how they culturally take care of their own mm -hmm. how they culturally oh i love that shit. oh my yeah, god right? build for shout their the fuck out to y'all right. because i i do have a jewish friend and shout out to you you know what i'm saying she you say her up. name. We love her. Shout out Christina. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she, hooked, she hooked us up with the insecure um our our art was on insecure. Mm -hmm. So it we're, this is definitely like we have conversations with 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 our Jewish friends all the time because they love you because friends and who we love, love you them yeah will not want to harm you just absolutely to have a conversation absolutely with you. and so we talk about these things and she's 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 very open she's very I love her so much like yeah. just talking to her so um to what you're saying no this is not anti-Semitic and this is not 
anti-Jewish or anything, but I would love to be able to have more conversations with how they took their oppression and, and we're able and, to and and th- and, th- and and get reparations. Oh, talk about that to this day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Look that up. <laughs> that that might have a lot to do with a lot of the help and assistance with the communities and the neighborhoods and mm-hmm. the and the, the anti defamation league and all the things that they can pour into their community to protect themselves from it ever happening again. Happening again. I really feel like as a people, we should do the same thing and. What you're saying though does speak to something that since we love history. Here's the thing: we're gonna move past history in a second, mm-hmm. but it's very rare that I talk to other people who actually know any kind of history mm-hmm. because a lot of people are yeah, people don't read. People don't read. They don't look things up. They they have knee jerk emotional reactions. They read memes all day long and they take mm-hmm. that as Headlines facts. And... They think Wikipedia is the yeah. encyclopedia. So like, there's a lot of things happening. Mm-hmm. So it's very rare that I can have this conversation without feeling like I'm overwhelming somebody intellectually. Mm-hmm. So I just want to thank you guys for that. Aquarians, I, that's true. So, <laughs> Stimulate us intellectually. To people who come from UFOs, so this is nothing to you. <laughs> what we were talking about, about the ability of both, and I'm going to call out another group that I'm actually an ally to, but like talk about Froggy because I'm an ally, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can talk about you, Froggy, because I've talked to you directly and we've had this conversation as actual friends. Mm-hmm. So people are always shocked when they hear me talk about the Whoopi thing and then they find out that an old lady named Mrs. Cohen was my surrogate grandmother growing up. Mm-hmm. But like, here's the thing about Mrs. Cohen. She loved me as the, her her token, her exception, right? Because my mother worked at a nursing home with, with Jewish people. It was called the Star of David Nursing Home. It was oh, only Jewish yeah. people. Mm-hmm. But when Mrs. Cohen's son came, he was racist. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't be, I had to go away. Mm-hmm. And so I very early understood ethnicity because yeah. I went to Catholic school and the white folks were talking crazy about Mrs. Cohen. So I knew she was an oppressed minority in yep. some way. Yeah. But when her son came around, I was still a nigga. Same. I was still black. That's the mm-hmm. same thing. And with so me. we have to be honest about that, that yes. as allies to groups that have more privilege than us, yeah. we can acknowledge their pain, but we're always told that we're at the bottom of the food chain. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not finna lie in my face about the fact that you know I'm at the bottom of the food chain. And that's mm-hmm. what I mean by you can't have a monopoly on oppression. And if you do, we always know who's at the bottom. Yes, please acknowledge who's really at the bottom. You can't have a monopoly on it. Yes, you're on the bottom, but there are people who are below you. Look down. And they Mm -hmm. love you and would love for you not to steal their shit. Just so that you have a sexier boogie. Racism is such a sexy boogeyman. And part of privilege is that it makes people who are not versed on racism feel like they are entitled to everything. Absolutely. So really uneducated white people think that they everything belongs to them because mm-hmm. all the commercials look like them. All mm-hmm. the bottles look like them. Yeah. The color nude is your color, not my color. Yeah. I'm not the color of nude. My, yeah. nude, my nude is not even acknowledged, right? Let's right. talk about that at some point. Yeah. Okay. And so when your brain is told that you are the default, anytime that you have to acknowledge someone else, you feel like you're losing something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost like equality feels like oppression to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you actually want access. Like, oh, the only thing I don't have access yeah. to is the word racism and the mm-hmm. N-word. Mm-hmm. Can I have both? Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute. You gave me this pain and now you're mad right. that I, I get to call it what I want. Right. Like, wait, what? I even jokingly say this to my kids all the time. I'm like, listen, y'all can even say nigga. <laughs> Just pay a bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you gave me a... If, right, let's, let's put it on the a million dollars. If you give everybody in the, I'm telling you, look right now. If you give everybody in the hood a million dollars, I will let you say the N word. Absolutely, you can rap. And you can't say it to me, but you can rap in the Drake <laughs> wait, song. Wait, wait, okay. And you just said even if you give me the million dollars, I might still beat you up. Okay. No, but I'll let you. You still, you still hold a chance of okay. getting swung on, but right. you can sing it in a Drake song. If, right. the, if my biggest issue in the world is that I could not accurately call what was happening to me racism, or, and I could not if use the N word, if that's the but only I could thing, do everything yeah. else that comes with white privilege. Yeah. Sign me. The fuck up. That Y'all's part. problems don't even sound like my problems. Like, that what is part. happening right now? Right. But you know what? We have to be honest. When we talked about what we want to learn from the Jewish community, they were, the government helped them, though, right? Because there's something called the model minority. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, please Google model minority. Yeah, it's when the government has looked up certain non-black minorities 
that they're going to help out and say, well, they were oppressed and they're still doing better than the black people. But you know, that's all a part of divide and conquer. That's the that's, that's how the, they got the Asian community against that's, us. That's what I was going to say. They made them a model minority. Who also still get reparations to this day. Y'all see a pattern? Just give us our stuff. Just give us our shit. Right. The problem is our shit is, a, is the country. Well, that's the problem. And then we have to give it back. And then we have to give it back to the natives that are left. And, well, so, and then everybody was like close. upset. But I won't say that on camera. But you're close. I mean, some of us are natives. There you go. Up. I was. You no, said it, not me. Let me tell you one more time. The show Listen, is called Humanized. You said it, not me. <laughs> okay. That's, that's the real secret they don't want to know. They don't want people yeah, to find out. So some of the natives are black, y'all, and and that's why when people say, "Oh, don't say you know spirit animal because you're no it's the natives," don't and don't use white sage because it's native. Hold on, baby. I the natives look like me. You better go read them accounts of when Christopher Columbus came over here. They didn't. They didn't look like what you see in the books today. Mm-hmm. They look. They look copper color. Yeah. There are so many ways to slice it to say that the originators of everything that happened is blackness, and it's not us just trying to like. Make... And here's a funny thing, right? Mm-hmm. I have was once told that I have the self esteem of, of, of a mediocre white man because the joke is medi- mediocre white men are the one who tend to have the best self esteem, mm-hmm. and like because the world is their oyster, right? The world is mm-hmm. made for them. And I have a lot of white male friends who I feel blue. I feel real comfortable with you. I'm like, damn, maybe I do speak their language. And I think it's because I walk as, around as if everything belongs to me. The no, world has told me it doesn't. It doesn't. It is, but that's, but I don't move like it does. Yeah. You're a very small percentage of black women who do. And yeah. I try. I try to teach my daughters to walk through life like that because every, like you said, everything around them tells them not to. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and beautiful. Well, here's the thing. The person I have to shout for that. Um, she bullied me as a child. She might see this. Her name was Giselle Renee. I'm saying names today. I feel violent. <laughs> growing up, <laughs> she's the reason why I didn't like the color purple until I saw Prince. Oh. Because growing up, she used to love the color purple, and her her she had like purple lavender all of the time, and she had Barbie dolls and I'd go play with her and one day she, her mother came and offered her food and her mother was like are you hungry and, and I was about to say yes and she's like don't say anything so, so I, I said no and she ate in front of me and did not give me any food oh. and she bullied me and she made me feel what a cunt just, oh man yeah but the, the beauty about knowing what it's like to be bullied is that i it made me righteously indignant mm-hmm. and now it's like oh, okay not all skin folk are kin folk yeah mm-hmm. buddy and so one of the things that giselle taught me is that sometimes you have to be the person who bullies the bullies yeah and i think a lot of times i really that was the one friend who did that by the way mm-hmm. after her i was like i'm never gonna have a friend who won't let me eat but when i came home i cried and said mom giselle wouldn't let me she's like you spent all day there why were you hungry mm-hmm. i said because giselle told me i couldn't eat my mother, I've never mm. seen the rage in her eyes. She, wow, gra- okay. she, she grabbed me and she sat down. She said, don't you ever. She, she swore for the first time. Don't you ever let me hear somebody fucking told you you couldn't have something. Yeah. I said, excuse me? I was like, first of all, she's swearing. So I'm already scared. Yeah. She's like, don't you ever come here and tell me that you mm. let somebody tell you you couldn't have something. Mm. Everything is yours. Mm-hmm. If it's theirs, then you ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if something is offered to you and mm-hmm. you deserve it, Everything is Say yours. yes. Everything mm-hmm. is yours. Absolutely. And that moment of me seeing, and then she wanted to like go to Giselle's house and cuss at her mother. Like my mother was feeling violent that day. <laughs> my mother made put that in my head so much when I got older and I was 16 and this boy liked me, but my friend asked for his number. And I was like, damn, I can't talk to him because she's talking to him. When she later said, oh, I don't really like him that much. I said, well, can I have him then? And she was like, excuse me? I was like, well, he liked me and I like him. Right. And my mama told me that uh, as long as I'm not stealing from nobody, I can it's have whatever right. I want. I, mean, she I took it too far, ass. right? But there's right. something about telling a seven-year-old. No, your mother broke the spell. She, yeah. I have not been your the same since I was seven years old. She, she, she gave you the golden key mm-hmm. to grow up in this country without the spell being around you. Mm-hmm. Because one, one thing you sentence. have to deconstruct as a grown black woman mm-hmm. is teaching yourself that everything is yours. Even if it came from you, you still have to tell yourself. You still have to teach yourself. We are so, you guys, we've gotten into so much. 
this episode. It's it's two twenty two guys, which is my angel number. Come on, two twenty two. Can we do something on two twenty two? Well, we plan on it. Oh no, that felt like y'all making a baby or something. No, no, no. The two 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 two, right? Yeah, I was just like two twenty two, such a actually. I kind of, but see, no, I I really want to go to Joshua Tree, but we want to. I mean, we are. Well, yeah, you know, we we're the planning committee. Yeah. So yes, yeah, yeah. we're gonna have a Joshua Tree um, trip. We're not gonna tell you when because you guys are thirsty, and um, we're gonna <laughs> right. be we're gonna be in the planning committee. The thing I love about this conversation is I think a lot of people who started hearing this conversation thought we we're gonna be a bunch of angry black women, mm-hmm. and then they heard the love that accidentally came in because right when you are a compassionate person. People can tell when you're talking from passion, not from hate. Yeah. Mm. You would have to be intellectually dishonest to hear this conversation. And even if you disagree with us, mm. you're still going to listen. Not to recognize the love that was still infused in this conversation. Uh, you, right? Well, yeah, sure, for sure. For Which is sure. why I want to pivot to a story that you tried to tell me about. I, I didn't let you tell me off camera. Uh-oh. You said you'd never listened to a podcast before. No. That's true. <laughs> That's true. This is the time where the muses would like to formally apologize to all the people who have asked them to be on podcasts. Um and uh, could not get them in the studio. I want you to not take it personal and please don't take it personal. Please don't. You guys. Everything is divine timing. Yes. It was divine timing. Right. I was a witch, but you said the first podcast you ever listened to was this. Yeah. What, was I, what? I, was to, I, I paint. Um, for a living. So I usually listen to playlists on my Spotify. Or for those of you who, who know who she is, her saying that she paints for a living is hilarious. It's like LeBron <laughs> saying, I dribble balls for a living. Yeah. <laughs> well, go ahead. Yes, you paint for a living. Thank you, bro. That part. But, right, I, but I, I have to do it with music. So this one particular day, this is before she even invited us to be on this, on her show. Um, this one particular day, I, would, I was painting Anubis and I just wanted to listen to something that was different. So I was like, oh, let me listen to a podcast. And they wanted to give me all the, the read and all this other stuff. I don't know. I never listened to it. I know what a podcast is. Yeah. But I'm not I never listened to a podcast I was on one. So I think. Right. Yeah. So I was like, oh no, Blue has a podcast. Let me listen to one of hers. And it was the one where you, um, I think you were with DJ Charisma. DJ Damage. I'm sorry. No, although DJ Charisma is actually a great name for him. He's a Libra. You know how they are. So sorry. I get so the episode with Damage was the first one you ever listened yes. to? That's a, that was our most popular episode. I did not want to cut it off. Really? I was like, this is what a podcast is? Okay. Well, shout out to Damage. He's coming back in April. Okay, so, Damage. Yeah, but that was a great episode. It was yeah, all it about was. love. It re- Ironically. You are a witch and a half. Because the fact that the I've first podcast you listened to was an episode about love. Nothing shocked me And then you were asked anymore. to come to that same nothing podcast to talk, talk about, about love. love. Did I not yeah. tell you? I, nothing shocked yeah. me anymore at this point. So yeah. I thought I booked you, but you booked yourself. I don't know what happened. No, you <laughs> still booked it. No. It was just no, months no, before no. you knew. I am a cog funny. in the wheel. You see that, right? No. I, now I feel like I was used by the nah, universe. I didn't say nothing. Because <laughs> I literally was like, who should I have for the Valentine's episode? And like the voice of Samuel L. Jackson. You know you gotta get the music, right? Like it, it, was, it, was, like, it was almost Not like the a black god. It was like mischievous black god though. Like snakes with this motherfucking plane. Right. And so I was like, you're right, because they're with the shits. And I can talk about the kind of love that I can relate to. Because mm-hmm. there's other like amazing power couples. Facts. Right. We but do I, have we do have couple friends. Let me just say No, that. yeah, you guys have, have several power couples. Yeah, that you know. we do have couple friends. But yeah. relatability is personal. Facts. Mm-hmm. Like who has the kind of relationship that I suspect as the only one that would work for me for me to stay with somebody and y'all were the first one I can, actually can I think of anybody else y'all might be the only couple that I can personally relate to all the other couples who know me I love you now I, I gotta apologize yeah, you know we gotta, yeah throw it in yeah. there fuck mm-hmm. so all the other couples I love y'all I don't think I'm ever gonna be y'all though so that's the difference yeah and so I think we should talk about love now because we've literally talked about okay. religion 
race, mm-hmm. like social. We talked about all the things they tell you not to talk about at dinner parties. I know. Please they don't do, Because me. it makes everybody uncomfortable. I mean, they didn't but... try to cancel me three times already. You can't be canceled because you never subscribed. Oh, Jesus. Like, that's not how that works. You can't be canceled. Yeah. So before we talk about love, I quickly want to talk about parenting. Mm-hmm. Because you, the fact that you guys are co-parenting is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I've always said I want to have one biological child, but then I want to adopt a child over seven. Because kids who are yeah. of color and who are over five minutes old, yeah. people don't want them, right? Yeah. And I know that for you in particular, like getting into a relationship with somebody who already had children, I, I've, I've been wanting to ask you this. <laughs> <laughs> Since the day I laid eyes on y'all's narrative, I was like, oh, I got some questions for the other one. Because, <laughs> That's the way. yeah, I got questions. Because I, I, I met Muse through your, your art and like I went to some, one of your events. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. I was like, oh, there's a wife? What's going on? And then I got very, very, like, fascinated by you. So how did it feel, number one, in the gay community, for those who don't know anything about the LGBTQ plus um, community, they often act as if you are in any way masculine of center, non-hyper-feminine, that the very idea of, of, of being maternal and having a child is a mm-hmm. no-no. And so there are a lot of women who wouldn't even date another woman who has a child because they're like, what? Yeah. Stuff can't be having babies. I mean, they need to learn how vaginas work and ovaries right. and such. So how did it feel being with someone who had children and having to deal with the, the, the community's perception of that? And then also having to deal with just the fact that now you're like, you have children. Well, for <laughs> me, it's funny that she's laughing too, because she told me when she met me, she was like, I would never date somebody that had kids. Adrian, and I was like, it's you're funny problematic and you're human. And I'm I honest. Like, it's funny you're that human. you said that you're because human. you have that kids. Was my, that was my way of thinking at that time. I'm going to stand by We've it. evolved. We've I was evolved. going through a lot with two kids. Right. Right. Okay. Like, I don't want no more kids. Right. <laughs> for me, it was something that I would say I had to become adjusted to because mm-hmm. at the time How I old was, were they when you guys met? I would say I think they were like ten and seven or I think Asia was nine. Nine. Nine and seven. Yeah, they oh, both were in elementary. Grown, yeah, they were grown babies. Yeah. Yeah. They had already, you know they had personalities already. Oh, they oh were yeah, they definitely did. But they they were them. amazing kids. But um it was something I had to, you know, wrap my head around because I mean, I was I feel like I was still growing as an adult. How old were you? I was 23 when you, I met her. Well, you were your frontal lobe hadn't even fully yeah. congealed. Yeah, no, not at all. So oh all I knew was that, okay, this woman has kids and they're not like babies. They're like kids. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to judge you. They're going to do all this. But then at the same time, I just like thought about Adrian. It was just like, whatever she comes with, I'll take it because I know I didn't want to be with nobody else but her. Mm-hmm. So however anybody else thought about it that didn't even pop in my head because it's like this is the relationship that i want the relationship i need the relationship that i want to be in forever so whatever is going to get thrown at me whatever i have to you know adapt to i'll do it because this is what i want and i know i don't want anything else so it was just as simple as that and everything just worked out i mean we me and the girls got along i love them uh they had a lot in common with me you know, being kids and yeah. we just clicked. Yeah. That's, that's a Valentine's for all the mothers. Yeah. I think yeah. now that I hear it, like, I was more concerned. I was like, these are my kids. You don't have to do nothing. You don't have to take care of them. This is my that. responsibility. I've Say that again because a lot of black mothers yeah. feel apologetic when they're dating and they have children. Like, yeah. A lot of black mothers I feel do, like that. I did. I did. I did. I was like, this is these these, do- these children. I, first of all, I didn't even introduce none of the girls I was dating to my children. Oh, wow. Until they were, I was ready to have a relationship with them. 
And sense. I was a hoe. So yeah, but you know, we see a lot. Wait, 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 wait. wait. We slipped past that real fast. You a was a what? You was a hoe. Yo, yeah. How old were you when y'all met? I was, I was 30. She was 23. So the fact that, let me tell you, by 30, that's a lot of hoeing that can get out your Well, system. I had a lot to fit in because I got married young <laughs> and I left the church. And, I, uh, and so when I became my own gay self, yeah, that post-church hoeing is different. Yeah. I was a kid in a candy store. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I yeah. wasn't going out doing the hoeing. The hoeing was coming to me and I was accepting it. And for those who can see, this is a very attractive couple. The whole one, I believe, was coming Because I would home. never, mm-hmm. I would never cross another woman's, like, mm-hmm. issues. But anyway, but she, yeah, I really feel like I was like, these are my kids. You ain't got to do nothing. Trust me. I just want you to be here. And, I, but I'm still paying attention to the dynamic and how they feel about you. I'm still looking. They loved her. They it loved her. It's so easy to just mm-hmm. be in their lives. And I feel like when you're truly into someone and they tell you something like that, it's like, no, I'm going to fit in this space because this is the space that we're going to grow from. And Can you repeat that one more time for the people <laughs> in the back? Um, hit it because this is a Valentine's episode. When you love somebody you do we, what now? Yes, you find any kind of way that you can to fit yourself into that space because if you know for sure that you want to be with that person forever you're going to find a way to make it work. This is the foundation. We're going to grow from here. So no matter what that looks like, baby, let's this. let's grow. Let's do it. I mean she, you, she was like, yeah, you don't have to feel responsible. I was like, no, but I am responsible. Like these are going to be my children as well. Like you don't know yeah, we're dating, but I'm going to be your wife. Oh, you better claim so. it. She said, hello, I'm your wife. Nice to meet you. You, you <laughs> yeah. know what's so crazy is that I love that you're saying that because I I, I recently realized over the weekend, I get tri- triggered by anybody who makes me feel like I'm inconveniencing them to do oh, something nice yes. for me. If you offer to do something nice for me and making it convenient for me, you get upset that you have to put in any effort to to do something nice for me. Mm-hmm. I now don't feel like I'm loved. Right. But if you, if you really, if you too. really, I don't ask mm-hmm. often. So if you really loved me, this little bit of it wouldn't even be a conversation. Yeah, it's not a right. chore. All I hear is you don't like me right. a lot. Yeah, it's just like, oh man, I, I gotta find a way to fit this in. Fit this in. This and is I was, second nature. I was judging myself. Like, I was like, am I, am I overreacting? No, you're that, not. Yeah. And you're not an easy person to love. And you do deserve. You're not a hard person to love. And you do deserve everything that you ask for not be asking for so little because you know how, be, how we are we're like look i don't like to ask can right. you pass the keys like right. you know what i mean like we're it's, so prideful right. it's that fixed sign i think yeah that it fixed, is that fixed yeah. it like, that's why you just got to know and i would say for for me it's just the knowing yeah like i i knew what you needed knew what you wanted and the things that i didn't know we talked about it communicated mm-hmm. set the boundaries this is what's gonna happen this is not what's gonna happen and Easy to it for the last. Yeah. Oh man, I hope this is contagious. Whatever y'all got, I need it. (laughs) Cough all. I know it's COVID season, but cough all over me. (laughs) I want to catch whatever this is. It's crazy though, because the the next topic that we had was talking about raising children and Mm -hmm. what happened with Dare and Euphoria. Mm -hmm. You guys watch Euphoria? Yeah. Well, we watched it with our kids. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's a conversation right there. (laughs) I was not Mm -hmm. expecting that part. So January in January, the National Anti Drug Information Program Dare released a statement slamming the HBO hit series Euphoria by claiming the show, show chooses to misguidedly glorify erroneously depict high school students drug use mm-hmm. they said it was glorifying it now i didn't even know you guys watched it so this is perfect yeah what did you feel do you agree what did you feel about them saying the show glorifies drug use i want to hear your honest opinion in my opinion you can't say that the uh, one show glorifies drug use but you have shows like what's the white bald head guy that was digging the Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Why are we not having the same dare company organization talk about them? Why are we having the same any other drug show on television? In my opinion, have being being um, the mother of two children who are actually at that age, one of them is still actually in high school. 
Mm-hmm. Here's my thing. I'm very open with my kids. I've always been an open parent. They know about any drugs that I've tried. Really? Any drugs that have been mm-hmm. in style. So back you've been in the humanizing day. yourself to your children from the beginning. Oh, oh yeah. They get yeah. the real okay. deal. They they because I wish I had the real deal with me. Yeah, yeah me too. It was the bullshit. It was yeah. a it was the performative, uh, parental performative, older people giving advice. Nah, give me the real shit. Right. Y'all can get the performative stuff from your friends and from your aunties and uh, anybody else that wanna. No, I'm going to tell you how it really is. And these are things, dealing with mental health, dealing Mm -hmm. with addiction, dealing with breaking generational curses. Talk about breaking generational motherfucking curse. Well, go ahead. Well, people need to understand Mm -hmm. why there are people that are taking drugs. There's a reason for it. People look at taking drugs as anything. To me, it's, if someone's addicted to drugs or is dealing with addiction, it's, a, it's an illness. It's a sickness. It's, yeah. a, it's a reason they're doing that. I've gone to, to therapy for over 10 years. Congratulations so, for, for saying that publicly. That's thank beautiful. you. Oh, yeah. No, I'm oh. a big advocate but, but, for people, therapy. If anybody who follows the music hasn't heard that before, I think that there's something powerful about repeating that you are constantly in a space of seeking maintenance Absolutely. for your mental health. I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for therapy. I. Amen for that. Neither would I. And yeah. I never say I never said I did the work. I hate when people get smug. Oh, I already did the work. Are you dead? Because unless no, you are, you're no. always gonna am I I'm talking to a ghost? I'm like, what the fuck would you mean you did it? You're done? You're 32. How are you doing? You're nowhere near done. You're nowhere near done. So you're still doing the work. I love exactly. that. So yeah, no, I just really feel like people should talk about why she's doing it. So we have conversations. We have our little, um, what do you call it? The after show discussion. Oh, you, you have yeah. an after show discussion? Mm-hmm. Every Sunday. You don't jump when all the dicks jump out? Or the titties? Like, they got no, a lot well, of no. penises and, and, and titties and stuff no, on that show. No, no. Yeah. I, I paint nude art. Well, that's true. But even I alone, as a grown woman, I jump when I see all the dicks. Because you never know when, when they're coming. But you know what? I, I commend, actually, for them to show They'll all be the dicks. They'll be in it. Right, that's true. Because, because for us, up until now, we've, we had to be subjected to just women showing mm-hmm. their bodies. That's and true. as a lesbian, I shouldn't say subjected. But as, <laughs> at the same Talk time, about it. let's... Let's be equal. You yeah. know what I mean? Let's show the dicks. It's and a lot of dicks. So they broke a record. I think they actually broke a record for the most penises. On I think a non, that was on intentional. Yeah, well, and it's good. good that they it was did like that. thirty yeah. dicks. Even I was like, I it's feel like this is one of the movies on Pornhub. What's <laughs> happening? We can't judge women's titties and, and cooch hair and not show men's dicks. Yeah. That's true. And men are very sensitive about that. Oh, penises, they're the right? main ones complaining. I don't want to watch your show. It's too much dicks. But you had a, you ain't had no problem last season when there's a lot of titties. You know what? Fragile masculinity is a thing because I had a male friend who, within the first week of our friendship, sent me a video of Tiana. Trump got to know who she was. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you know who she is? She's amazing. And it was like a porn video mm-hmm. of Channel Trump, the porn star, like getting railed, right? Mm-hmm. So a year into our friendship later, when I see a crazy video of a rapper something something, I sent it to him thinking, well, clearly he's not approved because our first week of being friends. He sent you a porn. He cussed me the fuck out. He said, mm-hmm. how dare you send me a video of a man on a man's dick? Like, so how it's dick? okay. It's and okay like, when women are subjecting me? themselves. So I was like, wait a minute, a woman on, a woman on her knees getting just blown out. All right. Within... Three days of knowing when you felt comfortable. But a year in, I can't send you a video that's gone viral. That's actually a newsworthy story. Right. Because it's another man's penis. I was like, you guys need to recognize all the ways you asked me to walk on eggshells, but then act as if I'm the one who's being difficult. Right. Do you know how much energy it takes to be like gracious to to fragile masculinity in both genders and gender identities? Because when I dated like very aggressive- Let me tell you something. Dating a very hyper-masculine woman and dating a hyper-masculine man. It's almost sometimes worse with a woman. I'd be so over them. Okay, that's a whole that's a whole topic now. Like, girl, just say you're a trans man and move on. Because there's that, a yeah. difference. There really is a difference. There's yeah. a difference. Like, come on. Now, you can be masculine presenting. That's cool. But at the same time, like, what is masculine? What does that mean? Who defined it? 
I, I, and being masculine and wanting to be a man are not the same thing. It's not yeah, because not. that's a whole other. That's a whole other. I do think there's a bunch of OG lesbians though who didn't know that they were trans because they weren't that's allowed. That's my to point. Know. Mm. And I always try to sh- show the OGs grace. Like when Sydney Portier died, we talked about um, Betty White dying and Sydney Portier. We had more friends talking about Betty White because yeah. she was one of those like before woke was a name and ally even yeah. had a friend. Betty White and like you know the 1800s out yeah. here fighting for us, right? Yeah. So I was like, yo, it shows that when you're a good person, they don't even have to give it a name. You just know what's just the know, right thing yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Meanwhile, Sidney Poitier, on the other hand, he was taught respectability politics, mm-hmm. and he had to for survival mm-hmm. assimilate. Mm-hmm. And so when he talks about us, it gets a little problematic sometimes. Yeah. So when he passed away, I was like, ooh, he was a legend. Yeah. With a little asterisk, and I was like, how crazy is this woke white woman? It's easier for me to praise. <laughs> well, she had the pri- she had the privilege. She, she had the she had the privilege, but you know they didn't take it back then. And yeah. you know, I'm learning that now. Yeah. I'm learning that for the respectability politics to be a little bit less critical of because the generations it, before us. It was the survival. It's the same thing with religion. Yeah. And so it's just like this. It's all talk about Oprah. Had. I love the thing people like Blue. How do you talk about Oprah? Because you know you talk about wokeness and stuff, but she said things, and I was like, Oprah, what? How old is she? Product of their environment and their mm-hmm. upbringing. She had. She yeah. can actually. She has actually met people in her family who were enslaved. Yeah. Right. And so someone who's old enough to have met living enslaved people. Mm-hmm. Is not someone that I'm not going to factor in nope. the, their environment when I'm giving them some kind of critique. No, because things are changing all every day now. We're going to sound stupid in five years. Yes, terms. We're going to be. Fucking we're, I'm going to be calling you like Adrian. Ask your daughter if I can say this on camera. I like, know. I do that all the time. Like, is this cool? Because everything changed every day. Because now they're canceling. The gr- I don't even talk about that. But did you just see me saying enslaved people? Uh, 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 like yeah. a like a, ex, a generation Zer. What are yeah. we have, no, we call yeah. them alphas. We started the alphabet all over. Yeah. yeah. A little baby told me, you know, we can't call them slaves no more. And I was like, yeah. wait, wait, what? Because mm. they're enslaved people because they had they were mm. they were being held captive. We, we want to humanize them. And I was like, mm. well, that's rich because I'm <laughs> mishumanized. So I was like, right. you're right. So even I'm learning to say enslaved people and I right. call them And slaves. that's a beautiful mm. thing because we're open to learning consistently, continually. I feel like I always say, the day I'm not up open to learning and growing is the day I'm dead. I've learned it all. I figured it out. So I ain't you, got nothing you didn't, else. did the work? I did I did the studying. I'm done. <laughs> right. I did the work. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all didn't stop saying that shit to me. Blue, no, I don't need any feedback because I did the work. Okay, honey. All right. Well, 27, but you did the work. The work wasn't enough. I'm talking to a ghost. <laughs> right. The work is not finished. That brings it back to Whoopi Goldberg. See that? It's all, yeah. it's all connected. Ghost. <laughs> ghost. You see that? that? I, I love that movie. I, now, I want to ask you a question about for uh, people like me who came to LA to follow their dreams without a partner. Because I told you this last time we saw each other. It's my one regret in life. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I did not come to LA pre-boot up. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm going to have to take that back because I'm, I'm still going to manifest a partner here. But dating in LA is the ghetto. I've it's heard. the pits. It's the sale rack at TJ Maxx <laughs> the day after Christmas. Damn. Okay. Ooh. You, you just, you're smelling, you're smelling half empty Damn. bottles of sanitizer wondering if, if you can bring it home. Mm. So I want to know, what advice would you give to those of us who are still in these streets fighting for our lives? You know, don't give up. <laughs> don't do that. Don't give up. Because gonna... you might, you might meet somebody in LA who's not from LA. They just so happen to move here, just like you. Well, did. the folks from here are nice. It's the it's the transients who be I out here showing their the ass that come here. That's yeah, the, worst. the ones from here be down. Ever the transients, we have something to prove. I didn't met some people that's from here. That's not not so great. Really? Yeah. That's just like, yeah. oh, you really? Oh God. Okay, girl. You think you know that? Whatever. I mean, I guess you're right. There are smug people everywhere. So you're saying that I, I need to just prey on another unicorn, and we can have. I'm gonna tell you to give up. Oh shit! So that I can have the law of detachment, bring my partner Absolutely. to me. Absolutely, Adrian, you're so much like me. So I'm trying to ask you. I'm just, I just be telling you what I learned for myself. I'm, I'm trying to ask I'm, her I'm, the question because I feel like I'll be talking to myself when I talk to you. <laughs> that's that Taurus rising. That's what it is. Is that what it is? I'm that's like, what, what the hell? I'm 
I'm like, you need to we answer everything the same. This is supposed to be a podcast. You know what I love about you guys coming though is is again you're keeping it real. I do believe in the law of attachment, so I have in the healthy way given up. Well, that's how I found her. Yeah, I've 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 stopped looking. Yeah, I I have I've stopped uh, pandering to people's insecurities. I've stopped. I did the same thing. dating. I stopped all of it. I'm gonna have to meet somebody at the supermarket, or somebody's gonna have to walk past me on my way to work. Or that's exactly how we met. How'd you I'm, mean? I'm, that's what I'm telling you. Like from my personal experience, uh-huh. it wasn't until because I was searching, 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 searching. Yeah, searching. that was last year for me. And it was like, well, fuck these motherfuckers. They playing with my feelings. They playing with me. I literally say like, that like I know, I know what I'm capable of and you yeah. playing with me. So I'm, I just decided, you know what? Fuck everybody. I'm going to just do me. I'm going to yeah. love me the way I want to be loved. Everything that I wanted in a partner that I was crying about from this last woman and this last girlfriend, I'm going to do for myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't even look. I walked in a Super Bowl party. <gasps> oh, did she? And oh. I didn't even know that my wife was sitting in there. She did it, and it was so funny because she. Because I came with three girls that I was. Yeah, with. you did. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. What yeah. in the pimpel? Pause. <laughs> Bishop Don Juan over here just said, "I pour, told some, pour some more tequila." Do I need more tequila? I, 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 I need. You. I need to take a sip on that. I was a hoe. What? In the, I was in my no, there's hoes in this pimp. I think you were in the wrong direction. If you're oh, walking in with three people, you was a pimp, not a hoe. That's different. I was not pimping women. <laughs> <laughs> so you walked in with, with with your concubines, and then what happened? I just, I'm, I just, I'm an Aquarius, and we like to be free. We okay, just, we was having fun, and I, everybody knew that you had situation. You had people. They all knew each other. They oh shit. We was gonna go to the party, and I, well, I had a house. This is all getting sexier. The yes, more... AJ used to be a promoter, so that's what it oh, was. Oh, you should just started with that. Yeah, yeah should have that, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah promoter. Have Suddenly, that. I have no questions. Mm. <laughs> so you, you were a promoter doing what promoters do. It makes do, sense. Yes, and you walked into a party. Yes, and, and your your wife just happened to be at the function. Yes, sitting down. I couldn't oh see. God, she was, I was dressed so down. Dressed down. Wait, Super, like... Super Bowl is Aquarius season. Yes. Yes. <gasps> It is. I didn't wow. even fucking think about it. Look that. at God. We met in Aquarius season. Two Aquariuses fell in love during Aquarius season. Damn, I never divine. thought about you that. You see that? Wow. Yeah. I just got a shiver. Did anybody else feel that? I did. Yeah, wow, that's divine. Bro. I didn't even think of that. Dang, you never put that together. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I had to be. Never. Well, she's the one who called us in. Yeah. I mean, clearly, well, I didn't book y'all. She booked, she booked <laughs> she y'all. Booked, yeah, she booked us here, yeah. <laughs> For those who are mad that Adrian has never been to your shows, because Adrian booked herself. Okay? <laughs> Telepathic. So I, no, seriously, like, I have telepathic connections with folks. So, Adrian booked herself. Don't be upset. <laughs> this is all supposed to. That's amazing. Mm. I, yeah, I think God's gonna have to come and do something. I will say though, and I know you're the only people who won't laugh at me. Last year, I was being haunted by my baby. By your baby? I haven't had a child yet, but I have. A, That's like, not laughing. I, I have a I spirit baby that started like like showing up in dreams, like mm. around June ish. What? May, you know that's June-ish? a real thing, though, friend. No, I, I had to ask somebody because it, it was fucking with me. My firstborn did that. She came to me in dreams. Yeah. Her baby's crying. Yes, and it was aggressive. And so I, yeah. I went crazy, right? And then I went to the doctor. It happened the day after I went to the doctor for like a scare, and they, they gave me some medicine, right? The next day, I started having dreams. Six months later, I mm. find out from another doctor the reason why I was probably having those dreams was because the, the pills they gave me, they kill embryos. Like it, it creates birth <gasps> defects. And when and I was having the baby dreams the day after you were taking them. I started wow. taking them. It was like she was like, Mom, what you doing? Like it was like my, my, my baby was mad, like you about to kill me, bitch. Oh you my God. stop it. So Man. I stopped taking like it was chilling. And the doctor prescribed them to me. She was a white woman. And I thought, because what's a woman? You're gonna look out for me. And mm. she was pregnant. Mm. The thought that a pregnant doctor prescribed me medication that they tell you your first year in med school. Mm. 
mm-hmm. will create birth defects and or kill your babies. Mm-hmm. The level of chilling and after we, that leads back to systemic systemic racism, racism. Medical, and what they're taught in the medical, medical schools. Race, medical racism is thing that mm-hmm. that leads all the way back to why the Nazis knew what to do. So that was chilling, and I was like, okay, so Ghost Baby left me alone after that. I was like, okay, well, I stopped taking the pills. Maybe she just came around and told me to stop taking them, because mm-hmm. there would be times I'd be about to take them, and something would come over me, and I couldn't take them. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was being incorrigible. And one day, I even went to her, placebo effect, mm-hmm. and said, hey, I've been meditating more. I've been working out with the trainer. Um, let's check my levels. She was like, they've gone down. Congratulations, the pill to work. I said, actually, I haven't been taking the pills. Oh. And she scolded me yeah. for not taking them. Mm. So that lady was the devil. I'm not going to say what, what I hope for her, but yeah. my spirit guides know what I hope for her. Well, a lot of a lot of races come in and turn tan, turn their, uh, what do you call it, hoods into badges. And mm. a lot of women turn their hoods into medical badges oh. and teachers. Yeah, so I think... Medical racism is bad enough when it's a woman who is pregnant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. To me, there's something so anti-human that the very thing that you're experiencing is the thing that you're trying to prevent me from having. But what is she having? She, I'm not going to say what I, what I hope about her because if anything happens to her, I feel like people are going to use this in court. I will say this though. <laughs> My mother called me three weeks ago and said, honey, um, I've never, I don't know how to say this, but I had a weird dream that I went to church. And then when I went outside, a bus passed me while I was waiting for you. And when the bus cleared, it was you holding a, a little baby girl, and it's like, and it was yours. Like, what's that? About? My mother, in my entire forty years, has never had a dream about a baby. She was like, "Yeah, this baby keeps coming to me in the dream. Do you know anything about this?" I was like, "This motherfucker went to her grandma," because she was like, "The other one's not listening." So the fact that there's like some spirit baby haunting my family now, since moved from me to my mama. She, she, was like, she was like, "Look, this one that." Got so let me ask you, oh, what Lord. are you wait? What 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 is your criteria to having a baby to being a mother? How do you feel about that? Do you want do you want to be a mom? And if so does that come with the criteria for, any, for somebody who's never listened to podcasts you sure act like a podcast host you might you, yeah well i'm no you're I'm good ask questions. No, you're good you're good that's, that's just you're my personality you really um i will say this i want a partner who i think will be a great father mm-hmm. and who will also be a great like or, and i say father because i'm just being heteronormative it could be a mother because to be perfectly honest i'm pansexual who knows what i'm, what I'm gonna end up with right but like i want somebody who's masculine energy because i'm so nurturing i don't need any more of that but mm-hmm. it has to be somebody who i know is gonna be good to my child and be good to me together and separately because mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like a lot of times people pick people who are good fathers mm-hmm. and then they're horrible partners mm-hmm. or the people who are great partners horrible. Horrible partners. Horrible. i need somebody who makes me feel safe in a way that makes me feel like damn like when i'm not around and if god forbid we ever broke up i see that yeah. i know that you're gonna make my, my baby love me yeah. as much as they need to you know what yeah. i mean when i see partners who break up or are having a bad time speak ill of each other to the, their children it makes me want to cry because my mother did that to me. She didn't realize how damaging it was. And it does affect the mm-hmm. children. I was 26 before I was nice to my mother. My mother, people know how much I love my mom now. Until I was 26, I had a rage towards her and didn't realize until I got a therapist that I was mad because I I, I blamed her for keeping my, my dad from me. Mm. I now recognize he was a piece of shit and she might have protected me. Mm-hmm. Right. But because she didn't talk to me the way you talk to your kids, right. mm-hmm. all I saw is I'm a daddy's girl with no daddy and it's your right. fault. Right. It's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, yeah, because it, it does affect them. So do you talk to your, your kids about oh, yeah. why, who's around and who's not around and they, how that they works? Understand. And that's what me and the girls when actually they were connected nine. to. Yeah. Because <laughs> I grew up without my dad in my life. Oh, and so you so, understood. Yeah. But I grew to a point where my mom didn't necessarily have to talk bad about him. I mean, she did as much as she could because she knew we needed him, Mm -hmm. but he was always going to be the same, even to this day. I mean, you know, I guess he does the best that he can and maybe he thinks that's enough, but I mean, it is what it is. You guys are so pure with your love that part of me wonders like, 
How do you keep it sexy? Because one thing for me that when I break up in a relationship, it's usually because the person has got me and now they've gotten lazy on me. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Gemini rising since we've been talking about astrology. Yeah. Um, and I'm also a Gemini Venus. Mm. So for those who don't know your Venus sign, this is a very educational that's episode. How you, that's how you make love. Yeah, your Venus sign is how you make love. Your Mars is how you fuck and get mm-hmm. mad. Your Venus sign is how you court and make love. Gemini energy when it comes to dating, I need somebody who who thinks life is one big adventure. It doesn't mean that we constantly have to be in the go, but it means that we constantly have to be elevating in some way. Right. Yeah. So I like to be in the house. So I don't have to always leave the house. I yeah. love being in the house. We love being in the but house. But I love too. like let's plan a really exotic trip for the end of right. the year or yeah. or let's do something fun with your business or like right. I want to approach life like like a fun kid, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Almost in the way when you talk, we hear Ye talk about his music and you like mm-hmm. look, we can see the kid in him. Mm-hmm. People call him a big kid all the time and when they would say that in a bad way, I feel judged. I'm like I'm still a you shouldn't. Yeah. It's, it's air sign. It's it, it is air sign energy, it's, right? Right. And it's also what I my best friends have always been Gemini's. Really? Every yeah. single time in my life before I met her, they've always been Gemini's. I I always took it as though I understood them because I was the other air sign. Mm-hmm. But oh, like, by the way, guys, Aquarius is not a water sign. PSA. Right. Yes. <laughs> Y'all heard Aqua. And yeah, lost your mind and, and saw the pouring of the water. Mm-hmm. It said water. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's just how we're confusing. Mm-hmm. You ain't supposed to get to know, get get to know. Even us. that. See, that's you're right. That shows how crazy we fucking with y'all. Yeah. My name is Aquaman, <laughs> and I am a fire sign. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Aquarius to be the only confused. Exactly. It's <laughs> so true. That's just like, but I don't understand. Yes, but but to, to the question, how do y'all keep it sexy? Oh, well, we definitely, it's definitely difficult when she you. She smiles so hard. Well, and she, her whole spirit. I'm going I'm to let, let you answer. She smiles so hard, even I felt it. Well, you know, mm-hmm. she is definitely my best friend. I've never spent every single day with one person in my entire life before I met her. We've never spent a night apart. And she is my favorite person. So that's a lot to say because we also work together. So we're working together and we see each other every day. We go to bed at night saying, and she's just my best friend. And I don't want to ever be around nobody else but her. She understands me. I'm free in our relationship, in our marriage. And I know we have to tone it down when we're around people. No, no, I love this shit. No, seriously, because like people be... (laughs) People be like, oh my god, they doing too much. Like, uh, like y'all are so gay. Go to have, but I mean, y'all are so gay. You just have to always. Y'all are, but I like it. It's, good. it's, a, it's a good kind of gay. Yeah, guys. Sure we do. You know, you just always have to be open to experimenting. You know, I'll, oh. and I think one thing too Shoot in our me relationship. On that one. <laughs> Wait a minute, open to experimenting. Okay, yeah, uh, and I think on one that. thing about our relationship is there's no boundaries. You know, I'm just as open as she is, just as open, mm-hmm. and. You know, when you have someone that allows you to be so free and they're free and confident within themselves, it's just like, oh, so we can do whatever. And you're just like, no judgment. No, we like that. No, we didn't like that. But and you also have to I like role playing. So I enjoy pretending that, you know, I may have a different profession or, you know, maybe, you know, we met in different circumstances and she just goes along with it. I love it. So. But I think it has a lot to do with her as a person. I love this. I feel like everybody can't do that in a relationship, but it just depends on who you're with. And she's like, she's yeah, a perfect I don't have person. Rules. I just, I'm I gonna just... I'm gonna let you. I'm so completely tickled by everything she just said. <laughs> I just go with the flow. She knows she goes with the flow. Did you trust her though? Oh yeah. yeah, but that's that's what leads me back to the beginning. If without trust, yeah, there's nothing. There's a whole other realm of issues that I can't even be myself around you. Mm-hmm. Now I don't. I can't be myself. I have to put up all my layers because I'm a very complex person. Yeah, and you have to have keys to get certain layers. Mm-hmm. But the person that I'm sleeping with every night, I don't. I don't need to be questioning those keys that I gave you. That's so, true. So with her, I just feel like whatever she wants to do, whatever she feels, whatever I'm, I'm just going easy. Go with it. 
Because you, know, you, 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 you know what I call that? I, and this is the one, actually, this is back to the question you asked me. I want someone who's hard, who trusts my heart and whose heart I can trust. Mm, and whenever that, I've had yeah. a relationship end, it's because they revealed they didn't trust my heart. Yeah. Mm. And recently, I always say friendships are a great like uh, breeding ground for practicing what you're going to do in your romantic relationships. Because mm-hmm. you can't just be shitty to everybody, but only nice to your partner. You actually it's have true. To, you have to be nice to your friends in some kind of way and practice yeah. with you them. You have to. Yeah. <laughs> because when you're, in a long, uh, when you're in a long-term relationship, after a certain amount of years, that's it your ain't homie. no romance. Mm-hmm. It is your friend. That's your and friend. if you don't know how to be friends with your partner, mm-hmm. it's going to fail. And I think that's the number one thing that people ask us, what's the secret to making it work? And then to me, it is having a really good foundational friendship. Yeah, oh. we connect, like we connect on a friendship level and a relationship level. So it's like not only that's am your I bestie. In, yeah, not only am I in love with you, bro, I like you. Oh, you my nigga. Every day. Like, yeah. every, it's, if, you, if you had a camera inside our bedroom... <laughs> It looks like a sand, like, like a sandbox. You would honestly know, like we Two kids when I playing say, around listen, the sandbox. You have no idea when I say when I say we turn it tone it down for people. We tone it down. Y'all are, y'all are like, yay! Like two yes. happy little kids. All day, I am like jumping all, around every single yes. day since 2012. You know what the crazy thing is? Like that means that if one of you accidentally says something wrong. You perceive good intent, or at least ask clarifying questions and don't jump to conclusions. I do, mm-hmm. yeah. for sure. Because yeah. I have to say, and this is something that will make me—I don't care how long I've known you. I had a friend that I, I've known for almost thirty years. Mm-hmm. This would have been our thirtieth year anniversary, mm-hmm. and Uh-oh. it would have been past oh, tense. Yeah. Yeah. And I recognized that I got to a place where I completely trusted him. Mm-hmm. And whenever he did something bad, and when he did things like they were pretty egregious yeah i'm like i trust your heart though let's talk about it like why'd you do that and so he'd be beating himself up judging himself whatever mm. and i'd be like no you're a good person we both know that let's talk about how you got here right i found out after all these decades that anything i did that bothered him he pretended he was okay and he was judging me quietly and talking about me to other people Ooh. so i'm up here giving you pep talks about you doing things that are might be even like illegal and just immoral yeah but let me like tell a joke that hits you wrong mm. Or say something that makes you feel insecure. See, and I'm the devil. This why I don't like people. And so I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. So I'm out here being your Olivia Pope and putting yep. out fires. Going to bat for them. But me having bass in my voice in a bad day, no. that don't get grace. Mm. And it made me realize that I don't care how much I've known you, 10, 20, 30 years, if you don't trust my heart now, you never will. Right? Yeah. Sure. That's okay. almost as close as a relationship people have with their parents. No, like to me, that was a husband. Like yeah. that, I was like, you're my husband equivalent. I'm using this relationship to pra- And I will say thank you to him if he ever watches this because he's the reason why I know I'm ready to be a wife. Yeah. Mm. Because I had to learn unlearned so much ugly shit to love him properly yeah i was condescending when i met him i was smug i I was non-forgiving i was so many things that are ugly and i had to unlearn them to love him properly Mm -hmm. so even though he was faking it and that's a lot to fake Mm -hmm. the fact that i showed up as my real self and got to grow in loving him Mm -hmm. i'll never forget the time that we spent together but i still want to know how did it like especially for you guys considering how much i know you guys are funny about who's around you Mm -hmm. how did you guys know that you trusted each other's hearts was there a moment? Was yeah, a specifically thing? for me, I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. I know I was a little bit earlier than her. We had been dating for a little bit, and she started. That's a little bit because you know they make fun of lesbians for not knowing time. Um, Y'all been thinking yeah, you're right. This is a different time. <laughs> was it three days? It you was know- like <laughs> I would a few weeks. It was that we oh, had been like, dating for that's a real little bit okay. for through a few weeks. Well, let me just say you know I'm, I'm, I, I I put it down. So you, you know our did. whole relationship was like that space. You know for like, sure. Oh, this my girlfriend. Oh, you want to be my fiance? Oh, you want to marry me? Oh, let's get married. It was the U-Haul. Uh huh. Facts, definitely. Um, but you, I have panic attacks. I was having panic attacks at the time. I don't anymore. But really bad panic attacks. 
even in my sleep. So I could, I would have, I'll be stuck in like a nightmare at the time. Oh. And I, and I didn't know how to get out of the, the, the panic in the dream. So I have anxiety and panic attacks during waking hours. Me too. We really are the same fucking person. Go ahead. Facts. Uh-huh. But like, Jesus. And in my sleep, it was just, oh, well, you got to deal with it. You got to come out when you come out. So this particular time we had, she had fallen asleep on my chest and I was in the middle of a panic attack in my dream and I couldn't, I was stuck. I had no cognizance, like awareness that she was even there. It was like sleep paralysis maybe? In a way, but it's hard to explain. Like these, these particular set of nightmare dreams were like, not sleep paralysis because I was in a dream. I wasn't aware that I was awake. Oh, so it was like a night terror. Okay, that's yeah, scary. it was a night terror. So yeah. it was it was like that. But I woke up to her kissing my heart. Oh my god, I'm gonna I'm about to cry. Is it the, the tequila? She's so <laughs> oh I don't know what I was doing in my oh. nightmare to let her know I was. She didn't wake me up. She didn't abruptly do anything. She was just kissing my heart. This is something I never told anyone. I I never shared that yeah, I was I, even I having. Yeah, panic I don't even think I even knew that about you. Or even you didn't. knew. I, I just I, I wasn't maybe... sharing it with anyone. It was yeah. something I kept to myself for a long time. It's yeah. still many years afterwards. Mm-hmm. But she she was kissing my heart continuously over and over and over and over to wake me up out of this. What she I'm sure I'm sure was assuming Probably, was just a bad dream. Yeah, bad dream. But that's when I knew I loved her. I knew it. I saw her whole life. I knew it. You welcome to all of you who are listening to this on Valentine's Day. Oh. I told you this would be worth it. I wasn't about to kiss my heart. I, mean, I got big titties though, so it's a lot, but. I want it's somebody okay, like producers even way. laughing look if you kiss my heart and we end up doing it afterwards because you went too far left it's okay that's okay. it'd be like that listen <laughs> look I was okay. reaching for your heart but here listen, we are listen we up now so okay. and, 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 and then my spirit baby will come and I'll be like look I was just kissing your heart mm, okay. it is. it's a beautiful story I actually need to pause in the romance for a second because I'm overwhelmed okay yeah, you guys have made me feel more loved than whole relationships I've been in. This is amazing. Which Aww. also speaks ill of my, my former partner. Shame on y'all. Um, <laughs> like, damn, my bar is on the floor. Dang, I thought I was great. Right, you like, we had a great relationship. Yeah, like, wait a minute. This people kissing people's hearts and shit? The fuck? Like, I'm trying to get texts back in, in a day. I, I couldn't even make it up if I wanted to. That No, that's very specifically Disney. Mm-hmm. If you were anybody else, I'd be like, they are putting on a show. No, nah, I'm telling you, we tone it down. More. We yeah. tone it down. Yeah, that's not even the whole story. I want, that's, you know what? I want that kind of love that is so obnoxious that we have to tone it down for the yeah, public. Yeah, we have yeah, to, because yeah. I know you're going to get sick of it. If mm-hmm. I really told you the real shit, you'd, get, you'd be disgusted. No, right. I love that shit. Mm-hmm. You know me, I'm going to squeal like a pig. <laughs> like, yeah! Right, right. Or you're going to be so uncomfortable in your own relationship that you're going to be like, okay, so we need to go. Yeah, go home. Like, so I got questions because you don't right. be kissing nothing right but my ass <laughs> okay last question i know this went by fast this is the last question and i want to sit with the, this one because it speaks to a lot of my triggers and i think they might be some of your triggers mm-hmm. but i feel like we have similar value systems and i do want you guys to come back for an episode about spirituality like like Ooh, just about sounds, spirituality. Oh, yeah. i could not have the love conversation and spirituality conversation in one because they're both so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, i'm not gonna do that to them yeah <laughs> But uh, Ki- uh, Kiara, I hope that's her name. I'm not in the church, but you're a, a preacher's kid. Kiara Sheard. There we go. Yeah, She's the, the daughter of legendary gospel singer uh, Karen Clark Sheard. I oh. love that we got a church person. <laughs> I grew up, when I say I grew up in the church, I don't, I'm not going to be playing like these other. I grew up. I was born in it. Right. Well, Kiara, thank you for helping with that. Recently shared on an interview that she listens to her mother's advice by not letting people sleep in her house because she has a husband. She doesn't let women sleep over. Kiara doesn't let people sleep over because she has a husband. Yes. Okay. Because her mother said, you don't let people get too familiar with your husband. Mm-hmm. And 
when she said this, the comment section where it was posted went wild where you don't trust him, X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Now, here's my two minds. I can trust you all day long, but two things I don't like are funny shit Mm -hmm. and Mm over-familiarity. And so even if I trust my husband and you not to cheat, I don't want somebody who's over-familiar with my relationship in general. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily like I'm insecure. Because the comments were like, you so insecure. What kind of husband you got? And I was like, no, if I don't want somebody getting over-familiar with my relationship, that's not about insecurity. That's about protecting something that's sacred. But I'm also a bitch who's single, right? So I'm asking y'all, and I will say this about the relationship hierarchy. You guys are the only ones who are above me in the relationship hierarchy because we think the relationship hierarchy in this Valentine's Day when you're watching this is you're either in a relationship, which means you won, or you're single, you lost. Mm. When it comes to emotional, I love that Adrian's face was like, that sounds like bullshit. Yeah. When it comes to emotional intelligence work, the relationship hierarchy is healthy relationship is the best because it's two people who are work, working on themselves mm-hmm. now working together. Right underneath that is you healthy by yourself. Because yeah. there's still one person yeah. who's keeping it in your lane and yeah. being healthy. Yeah. At the very bottom is being in a toxic relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody else who's alone but not making anybody else's problems in the middle. Yeah. So in that healthier hierarchy, as somebody who's doing work on my own, the only exalted space is me to be in a healthy relationship. Right. So when I have friends you... who are in shitty relationships who are feeling bad for me, I'm like, you talking about shit from down no. there? Like, what are you talking about? They're definitely beneath you because yeah, <laughs> I can do bad <laughs> by my fucking self. <laughs> like, I'm hard. healthy and whole and I'm not crying myself to sleep. Absolutely right. not. How am I the one getting the pity? That's that extra realm of bullshit. <laughs> that's what I be trying to say. Single people, you are not over. You are single people have it way better than toxic relationships. You're yep. literally several steps above them. Facts. Yeah. Like they're by they're the- actually pulling you down. The toxic yeah. the toxicity in that relationship is whoever is the strong one in that is being pulled down. Absolutely, and- because you're losing yourself in it. Yeah, exactly. So you do that agree with that. I was, I, was yeah. like, okay, I was like, why do people who are in bad relationships be acting like they feel I'm like, nobody wants that. Right. Nobody well, because, wants because that. you just have somebody to lay to next time like, okay. Who, they who talk about you crazy else. when they get drunk anyway? Right. Because it's I think a lot of and it to Karen Clark Sheard's daughter What's her name, Kiara? Kiara, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Sorry, we got on the tangent. How do you think about that point, though, about not having random people? I think it, I think that stems from relig- religion, mm-hmm. in my experience, because Ooh, my parents are together. They've been together for 41 years. Every day. I've never seen my father leave or curse or, ju- or leave my mother a, de- a night. None of that. It's He's been a man of God my entire existence. Oh wow. So I know nothing else than two faithful people. If they if they if there were some issues in their ra- marriage, I never knew about it. The kids never knew. We never saw any inkling of it. But at the same time, I think a lot of her thinking that way is from the church. Mm. Because growing up in that relationship with my parents, I've never seen no woman standing out of my house. Yeah. I've never seen that. Oh my god. I very vaguely did I even have friends that were my age come over my house that could spend and y'all saw soul food right you know what happens when you let people get familiar now cousin Faye and somebody fuck my husband (laughs) what are you gonna do now huh everybody everybody who was cussing this girl out Mm -hmm. in in the shade room's comment section like did y'all not watch soul food I mean she's not making but at the same time I don't want to sound anti-man no 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 it's not about the man but it's it's about that like why even create spaces where he would fall victim but Dr. Phil always says instead of saying how do I stop eating 
cookies. Stop having cookies in your house. House, yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, instead of saying willpower or trust, why are you like? Why I, are you with the man that you got a question bringing people around? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> my thing is, I don't like anybody being over familiar in my relationship because I think that over familiarity will actually ruin relationships. Agree. Because if you have a tribe member who loves you, mm-hmm. because people think because somebody loves you, they can't hurt you. That's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, so. If you have a tribe member who loves you. And they are going through their shit. They're kind of sometimes unconsciously project their shit onto your relationship. Sometimes. Absolutely. Not oh, even no. if they're not cheating with your man. They're still saying, oh, well, when I was getting the cereal the other day, I noticed that he did X, Y, and Z. You don't mm-hmm. think it's funny he does that? Mm-hmm. They can still plant seeds yeah. that have nothing to do with the union, but now you're giving them access to do so. so. Yeah. So it's not just about, you know, cousin faith in them. It's just, it's also, also about like, I'm not in a relationship with you. I don't need you too much in our business. It's absolutely right. not. Well, I, I mean, is it and that's something else like, I was like, is to. it a group setting? Like, I mean, we've had trips where we've like, you know, a trip is different. No, a trip but, is different. But like, she's saying, I guess more so like a, a familiar, person. familiar person that fe- that feels so familiar with your relationship that they can just pop up at the house anytime and chill or overnight. You, or... I'll give you a perfect example. You have a, you made a new friend. She's amazing, right? She's a baddie. You love her. She's great. She hasn't found her person yet, but she constantly talks about how much she loves y'all's relationship. Mm-hmm. And she's going through a bad patch and wants to know if she can stay with y'all for three months. She, Kiara's saying that Big Booty Judy should probably find her hotel because <laughs> unless she wants to be a third wife. Madam Muse is saying she should probably find a hotel. <laughs> I'm saying she should probably find a hotel. So we are agreeing with yeah, her. Yeah, <laughs> First of all, we like our space. It's already a lot of us. So you want to add on to that? It's, like, no. it's already a sorority house in my house right now. Yeah. At that point, it, it does feel kind of third wife-ish. It does. Facts. And then it's like you, even when someone's staying with you, it's like you have to constantly consider them and think of them and your space is no longer your space because now it's another energy in there and it's you're feeding intimacy. off of that and it's just like it's a lot going on and your home is supposed to be your sacred space mm-hmm. and someone entering that is going to disrupt it no matter how much how you try to do it. Yeah. And disruption is disruption. If we broke up because you cheated or we broke yeah. up because uh, my friend and I were talking shit about you. It don't matter. Yeah. We still broke up because like something happened where somebody mm-hmm. like infused and interloped. Yeah, that's how you gotta be. You gotta be careful them states because you know they show put on a pretty face and look good and slide right on in them. But if you dumb enough to let that happen, then shame on you. Do you guys worry about each other's friends? Well, not at this point, past tense, because clearly you're all one tribe. But like, I used to worry about dating people whose friends I didn't trust because my thing was when we have a fallout, who you asking for advice? Right. And if she's already not rooting for us, Mm -hmm. right? I already have two things working against me. You know what I mean? So like, do you guys, what are you, how do you factor in friendships and tribes when it comes to keeping your unit together? I think when we first met too, we kind of were going through similar situations in our small hometown. It was like this big drama around it and nobody wanted us to be together. Long story. Mm-hmm. And wow, so, because I mean, they back. knew we were going to be that couple. And, and I mean, I can't were. help it. There's yeah. nothing you can do to stop this. I'm right. going to get what I want. So, <laughs> so we became, <laughs> couple, we became a couple and honestly lost most of our 99% of our friends. Oh, okay. So we Kendrick. Okay, bad. So yeah. we came, we yeah, became okay. each other's best friends. Yeah. So now, and then, yeah, but then the friends that we've grown to know and love here, yeah. I mean, the people in LA, I must say, has They're been the most. With y'all open they love the friend, fuck out of y'all the most open people i've ever met like when they talk about the, y'all you levitate like uh, like they talk about oh, y'all like y'all so good to, i was no. just telling her the other day i was like i wonder 
what our people say about us when we're not around. I always said that. I always thought about that. I love our friends. I think our friends really have all of our best interests at heart. When I say our friends, our friends know know who they they are. are. Yeah, we we love hard. We love love hard. You never have to question. Yeah, like we a lot of our friends, we've been friends with them for years, and they've and they've shown that I can trust them around my wife. I can leave them home alone with my wife, or she can leave with us together and nothing right. like because it's, it's not like family. that it's like i think they see us not only as a couple but it's like it's individually we're their friends too yeah so it's right. not like it's y'all. like yeah oh, i have to you know what i'm saying be a certain way with adrian or be a certain unique right. it's just like no it's them you know oh, okay you know what i love what you said about losing 90 percent of your friends because i lost not lost i purged it was pruning season mm, so many like people that. who were no longer in alignment with me right mm-hmm. they're not bad even the friend of 30 years yeah they're you know not, what no i was a crutch for him because mm-hmm. right. that story i self-identified why was i doing so much for a grown man but you mm-hmm. learned a lesson though. yeah so so god was like honey you're both a crutch for each other right yeah. so we had to, so if god had to give him a stupid reason to, for, for us or whatever i see no problem with that Same. but somebody said to me you keep on asking for your partner. This might be what was necessary because you didn't have friends that were conducive to being a tribe for a partnership. Mm-hmm. You had friends that were fed off of you constantly mm-hmm. giving too much. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that was right. You and your partner, that your partner needs that energy. And so it probably was for the best that you're clearing Facts. space for someone. Mm-hmm. So speaking of partnership, and this is a, my last segue. I love how you, you see how you just be throwing them out. Speaking of. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you said. Since we're talking about partnership, um, I wanted to end on this note because this is something that is educating the community. It makes me very proud of you guys. You guys uh, uh, were talking about releasing an NFT. Mm. And I wanted to give space to you before we wrap up to number one, tell old people like me, what the fuck is an NFT? <laughs> What the? Zach, do be... you know what an NFT is? This is gonna Nobody be one knows of those. What the fucking NFT this is? This is gonna be like that. I don't know if it was Jimmy Fallon. I don't know. Somebody <laughs> was like um, talking to Bill Gates in like the early 2000s or 90s. He was, like, he was like, the internet. This is the internet. You're gonna I need rewind you to explain this. the internet to me. And then, <laughs> so I'm coming out saying, you guys think I'm a know it all? I don't know what the hell an NFT is, and neither do you. Shut up. So we're going to let people who have figured it out. Because <laughs> everybody's lying. Somebody was like, yes, yeah, like NFTs. And so I got funny. I was like, what's an NFT? I mean, you don't know either. Shut up. So, so you've all been lying on the internet. You've all been watching 19 Keys and you want to sound smart. You don't know either. First so, of all, <laughs> let's let's preface this by saying we're all still learning about yes, the yes. NFT But you're space. lying about it. It's yeah. still new, but a lot of people are lying about yes. it. Can we just, it's called human Humanize. Yeah, let's humanize yes. the fact that you're lying about NFTs. You don't know what the internet is. Right. Yet. It's okay. You need to do a little bit more research, and that's fine. So, that's Al Gore, okay. explain to us how dial-up works. Right. <laughs> you want to take it, or you want me to take it? No, you can take it. Okay. I'm I so scared because I feel 112 right now. Well, that's fine. And 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 we were all scared before TikTok came in yes. to our realms, and before that's Instagram true. came in, and we didn't know what it was, and we laughed at it, and we. Oh, I'm not ever getting a TikTok and da 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 mm-hmm. Now everybody has TikTok. Instagram is led by TikTok. Yep. The, the biggest mm-hmm. pages and the funniest shared algorithm uh, posts and content is, is TikTok. Recycled TikToks. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So long story short, without this being like an hour long segment, is like no, a non-fungible token is what NFT stands for. And the best way that I kind of like explain to people in a, like my elevator pitch and what a, a NFT is, is okay, so I'm a, a, a painter. Mm-hmm. And painters create art, right? Mm-hmm. Or an artist. I don't want to say artist because it's so vast. Because you have singers who are artists who make art and their art is songs. Mm-hmm. And you have actors and, and producers and di- directors and movie writers who make 
movies and that's their art. So it's like their offering. Okay. Right. So I say that to say this as a visual artist or a painter, um, never before in history in America specifically, have I been able to, or any artist, anyone, Jeff Koons is the number one artist in America right now. Um, uh, uh, Basquiat, you may be familiar Jean with Michel, them. Jean-Michel, yes. Je yes. Okay, so when, if Basquiat sold a painting in 1987 for $300, once he sells it to them, now it's worth $3 million, right? Yeah. When that person who had it and only bought it for $300 sells it for $3 million, they get all that profit. Basquiat doesn't get any of that. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, if you wrote The Matrix or if you wrote Beyonce's Irreplaceable, every time we use that artist's art, that artist gets royalties or streaming revenue from their art that they put out. Right. An actor, every time you see The Cosby Show, Vanessa gets... Uh, you know, checks from that. Right. Artists yeah. were the only one, visual artists were the only ones up until now that had the opportunity to receive uh, residual income from their sales of their work, from their intellectual property, their art. Mm -hmm. NFTs provides that from, from, from a base standpoint, of, whereas Beyonce puts out Irreplaceable as a song and you stream it today, she still gets payments on it. I put out an NFT and after doing the Super Bowl, a mural for the Super Bowl, my art, my um, status or value as an artist has increased. So if you purchase an oh. NFT from me, not only do I receive uh, royalties, if you if say you purchase an NFT from me and you held on to one of them for five years or for five months or whatever. Now the art of the of that artist or that project it is valued at so much more that you can flip that NFT. Say I sold it for 200 bucks initially. You bought it for 200 bucks. Now I have done the Super Bowl. I've done all these different things and 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 raised myself as an artist. Now you can have an opportunity to make money as an investor in my art as well. So not only do oh. every time you sell my NFT, I get a royalty on it, percentage like Beyonce's Irreplaceable, but also you can make money off of flipping mm -hmm. my NFT. So you bought it for 200. Now it's worth 2000. You've made that extra profit. Oh, mm -hmm. so it feels like almost like the way people try to explain like the internet versus also like stocks. Like it's like this weird yeah, amalgamation like of, oh mm -hmm. my God. Yeah, so that's yeah. web three. So, it's, it's, yeah, so NFTs like, are mm -hmm. a part of web three. We're currently in web two oh, right now. Mm -hmm. So web one, you think of AOL dial up. Yes. Web two, you think of social media, Instagram, mm -hmm. Facebook, TikTok. TikTok. And then this is the next frontier. Web oh, yeah, three is NFTs, meta. metaverse, mm -hmm. NFTs, Bitcoin, uh, cryptocurrencies, and and NFTs are not just art. They they could be this this podcast. Mm -hmm. You can oh, drop you can audio, drop the recording of this audio yeah. as I'm an about NFT. To drop an NFT. I'm just playing. Yeah. You can though because wow. you, because you can drop you can open a podcast in the metaverse. You can uh -huh. build the metaverse. And web because I'm telling you right now, in five years, everyone's gonna fucking be on it. And I was it. hanging out with somebody who works with Meta yesterday. Yeah, everyone's mm -hmm. gonna be on it. You can you can talk about it, skeptic, be a skeptic all it's you want. It's coming whether you like it or You're not. You're on Instagram, yeah. Show. Yeah. You, yeah. you were probably one of the skeptics. Instagram, on Instagram. Is, is now owned by Meta. Thank yeah. you. You're, yeah. It's, it's all, you you're already on the it. The ship has sailed. We are on Amistad. Let's go. Right. That's a bad analogy because Amistad was not taking us anywhere. Good. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's the tequila. I'm sorry. That's the wrong one. <laughs> but yes, we're in Web three. You can take this podcast and. Make it an NFT. Mm -hmm. So if somebody was to so so talk to me like I'm five. If somebody mm -hmm. purchases an NFT for you, what do they get tangibly? Because now we're in the virtual world. Okay, is it like a link? So it get so my my NFTs come with what we call in the Web three 
atmosphere mm-hmm. utilities. utilities. Oh, and so okay. think of it like an asset. So yes, everyone's like, oh, I can just screenshot the picture that you bought from Adrian, right. and and I have it too. But you can't sell it. That's like uh, that's like wearing a fake Rolex. But if you need money, if your valuables can't make you money, then you're then just, you don't have an yeah, asset. You don't have any yeah. asset. You, you, you can liability. Feel free yeah. to screenshot it. Hey, do do what you want to. Mm-hmm. That's just like it's a, a million fake Mona Lisas. There's that's only true. one hanging in the Louvre. Oh, that's a good analogy. So you have the only unique NFT that I've ever ex- ever put out. So I'm only putting out ten thousand. You have one that's uniquely hand drawn, and and. My first NFT drop. So we would be considered OGs in the NFT land in like five yes. years. When, when is the drop? Did it already happen? What's happening? So we have everybody we here to look. We haven't mentioned the, the drop, but okay. if you follow, if you follow Serious Genies, mm-hmm. we, 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 we We'll start to kind of roll out. The What's the, the 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 at for for them? Spell it out for those who are listening. Okay, so Series Genies is on Twitter. That's S I R I U S G E N I E S, and you can also join our Discord, which our Discord link is in our Twitter bio. So right. that's how you can get all the updated information. And what are your Twitter bios? I want everybody to, to hear all the things because I know people who the few folks who have never heard of you are now obsessed. So on right. TikTok, we're the Muses. That's yeah, T H E E M U S. Yeah, and then on yes. Instagram and Twitter, I'm and TikTok separately. My art is on I am dot muse, and your I'm on Instagram. That's the letter J dot M U S E, and you have a different Twitter handle. Wait, what's your Twitter handle? Oh Lord Jesus! Yeah, it's muse. It's muse M U S E underscore madam M A D A. You're such a wife. You're like, look, we're gonna get this out. She handles all the logistics, all the operations. I'm the creative of this business venture, and if it was not for her, I would not be here because God knows my ADHD brain is on three thousand different things. That's a true partnership because just because you're equals doesn't mean everybody's fed the same way. Yeah, that's why I always tell people stop making fun of Oprah and Stedman because one thing I would say as somebody who's met this man. You the, don't know what the minute you're around him, you're like, "Why well, get it?" Say less. Yes, yeah. you don't know you're what like, she's yeah. giving him. He yeah. gives such strong back, power source, confident mm-hmm. man energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, "No, I don't." I, she can, yeah, she can do the world domination thing. I have my own money. I'm a, I'm a grown ass man. I love her. This just happens for my wife. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not his real wife of common law. That, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I love that she has a partner who is not in any way competing or compromised by her beauty. That's another reason why LA relationships don't work. A lot of people out here trying to make it in any competition with a partner. The minute you compete with me, I dry up. I don't want to be with you anymore because I didn't come here for that. Do not compete. That's so so stupid to me though. It is. I am so freaking sad Um, because this is coming out on Valentine's Day. Is there anything that you can shout that you're working on that by then will be safe to tell the public? Yes, uh, we are currently starting to, we've been asked to commission the Sophie Stadium um, before the Rams won to paint a mural uh, working with Smirnoff and the NFL. So Woo-hoo! it's our biggest Did y'all hear that? Project the NFL. Today. For those of you in foreign lands, there's the National Football League. Did I make that up? Is that no, what it's for? Okay. I think that's what I'm I mean. Not, this is not a sports <laughs> podcast. Right. But I've never watched a football game in my life. Okay. And well, I was a cheerleader and I don't I'll honestly that understand just shows all. that. Whatever's for you. you it's for you. It's for you. Yes. Your art and your talent speaks Facts. for itself. I shout out to my Donna. She just passed away from breast cancer. Cancer. And I really feel like she was a huge football playing fan and she had a, like a lot to do with bringing that to me. I'm so happy you said that because whenever somebody loses somebody I and I said, don't get mad, but you have, no. a, fr- you have a fresh ancestor. Yeah. You have a strength. You have a 
a sword carrying warrior on your side now. When my aunt passed away, it was the worst day of my life. I thought in the moment I was aggrieved her, but every single Mm-mm. thing that happened to me after that was I'm because like, she's of been her. over there yeah. busy. Over yeah. there working. That lady's calling mm-hmm. yeah. all the yeah. fucking favors. Yeah. Huh? I didn't even know the Super Bowl was happening in Los Angeles. That's just how and now you get NFL money. My whole family's an NFL family. Bad I part. was the one in the room drawing. And you don't want to get the, and you don't want to get in the check though. Come on. Won't she do it? Won't Come she on. do it? I'm you guys, I love how abundant this conversation was. I love how authentic it was. I love that I was able to pop your fun. podcast cherry. This. Do you see how fun this is? No, this I have is, fun. I could do this all day. Every day. Let's do it again. <laughs> like, and here's the thing. And, and whenever people come on, I always say, no, I try to book them in the moment. Clearly, you booked yourself the first time. This time I'm gonna book you. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm, on the I'm gonna say that I do want you guys to come back especially around like may or june yeah because i love talking about mental health and i also talk about the lgbtq community i just like i got like a little bit of a a throat tickle on that (laughs) (laughs) because i think a lot of times the way that gay people show up with each other You know how marginalized people are to their own because there's a feeling of lack that's fed to them and then they feed it to each other. It's like colorism in the in the broader scale of black the black community. Absolutely. And so I also want you guys to come back because there are so many topics that speak to my heart directly that I think are educational. This one was inspirational because we all know about love, right? Yes. And and I want this to be, and this is what I was thinking about. I didn't tell you ahead of time. This is the episode that I'm manifesting that whoever's at home alone Mm -hmm. who feels sad or lonely or questioning where they are in love because you know Valentine's Day whether you talk shit or not we know what the day means and if you don't have it we know how people feel. Yes. I want them to play this. That's why I want it to be an extra long episode and have us be their Valentine. Absolutely. So thank you guys for being my co-Valentines. Valentines. We will be to anybody Valentines. who's listening. We will bring you your inspiration. Yes, happy our, Valentine's Day yes, from my happy Valentine's YouTube, Day. the music. Yes, follow their YouTube. Their vlogs are amazing. Yes. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, we are a music <laughs> I just work here. She do. I'm just, you know, we're just here to spread the love and give positive energy <laughs> in as many ways as we can because, you know, whether you're alone, whether you're with somebody, you need this and we're just here to give it. So I have a lot to give. So you I can just, I called your management to, to, to make sure you guys were good. And Simone was was in Mexico. I think I heard music. Simone, Simone. I Simone, think I smelled a tortilla or something. I was like, "Are you eating? What's happening?" Yeah. So I'm happy that the 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 um the tequila is that what we're drinking. I had a lot. Yes, we are. We never answered the question if it was racist to to think it was going to be good because a Mexican person recommended it. Well, I don't know because the best. Tequila that I've ever had was in Mexico. That part. And I to the Mexican community. I need somebody from the Mexican community to be on the show. Actually, we booked my friend Carla. She's coming um, next month. I want to, because California is Mexico. You have to say that like that. Like, it can't be racist, bro, because it's y'all drink. Didn't they, Mexicans made tequila, correct? Yes. Am I, I don't know that so for sure. So Carla, when you come on, I might, might send her this video ahead of time. Yeah. I want right. her to talk about what it's like being a Mexican person in former Mexico dealing with racism. Like, oh, that's oh, a great imagine question. How that feels. Yeah. yeah, I would love to yeah. know. I, would, I cannot I wait. And, and Carla is a, is a tourist. She's an educator. She's brilliant as fuck. Um, I love tourists. She, she's gonna she's gonna come for y'all next. So yeah, when she comes on, you're, you're gonna love that. I want to do a party. With, I think sometime in April when all the former guests. Oh, that'll be oh, cool. Just come together. Yeah. Because there's a community of folks that I'm like, yo, this is me telling you, these are people who are real. The yeah. whole point yeah. of the show is Human, yeah. when, when I see you guys. You guys are so mystical and magical and wonderful, but you're still people. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna you're and gonna get some, that. But no, but sometimes people forget to humanize folks who they look up to. Yeah. And a that's lot true. of folks look up to you. And I appreciate oh, I you. Appreciate for it. I appreciate us. the love, the support, everyone who sees us, yeah. for you seeing us for who we are. And yeah, because we are people. Cause I be going through it. Oh 
Yes, I'm she does. No- Make check on your strong friends, y'all. Only if you're equipped. Yes, if, if you're if you're gonna judge them for what they tell you, don't Absolutely. call my house. You ain't, ca- ain't gonna catch the horns. But yeah, because sometimes you check on a strong friend, you're not equipped. You're like, let me back mm-hmm. home. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, but if you can, even if you think your friends have it all together, still check on them because you yeah. never know what no one's going through. So That's definitely. True. And Valentine's is, is just a date. Thank yeah, you guys for coming. Can we do one you. more toast? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to toast um, to NFTs. Come on, NFTs. Because I know a lot of y'all were waiting for that part. Like, what the fuck is NFT? And we have links, too, to help you understand them more as Educate well. the community. But we, yes. well, we, we realize that we're going to have to. We, we thought we were just, because I, I went into this, I've been saying this since the 20, uh, 2020, and I was like, no, I'm not fucking teaching nobody nothing. I, that's not my calling. I'm just yeah, going to put don't. it out there. And da, 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 da. You're a whole teacher. Yes, there's no, so many like me, books, friends. so many YouTube videos about that describe everything about NFTs, and our Discord has links too, so I know this is still the beginning, but I don't want people to feel left out. No. So we need to be involved while we we're still Because we were left out. Pioneering motherfuckers. Yes. Aquarians. Yeah. Yes. Visionaries. We the you ones know? that step out first. And then see it. It's all safe, guys. Yeah. So far it ain't, but it's okay. Let's yeah. toast to visionaries and the vision all coming together. Oh, come on. Oh, I love so that. Yeah, Sashay. Sashay. Yeah, seven years back, text right? me my eyes, eye whites. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you guys for having us. Mm. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.